Are we rolling, Mike? Cool, man. I can't hear you, Carl. You got Carl's mic on there, Mikey. We're ready to podcast. My mic is off like a motherfucker. There he is. There What's I up, am. How are you, Holy buddy? Shit. I haven't seen you in a couple weeks, my friend. I am exhausted with myself. Are you? Oh, my God. Why are you exhausted with yourself? <sighs> I just have to stop my lifestyle. I've literally, I've maxed out so quickly. <laughs> you already maxed, I maxed, maxed out. out. You just gave me hiccups. <laughs> We've been podcasting for one minute. I already got hiccups. Oh, my God. Uh, what do you mean you maxed I've out? I maxed out, Opie. My town is a disaster. Really? Oh, oh, you, oh, you hit the limit? I might have to move. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the water's uh, coming over the seawall? Oh, bro. This, it's been breached, bro. It's like... It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's a complete unmanageable mess. Really? <laughs> it's so unmanageable. Yeah, for the people that don't know, Carl's uh, living in a, in a creepy cabin in a very small town in the middle of the woods, and he's pretty much knocking back all the broods. Oh, uh, but this one, you're going to enjoy this one. This is an Opie story. Oh, really? Why is it an Opie story? Because it has what you relish the most in life, awkwardness. Just pale <laughs> awkwardness. The um, So I... I uh, I'm at the bar, right? I'm at a bar, and this girl comes up to me, and I and I, I was telling Mike before, yeah, I do very unethical things. Like I know when I'm going to be on TV, so I time it, so I show up at the bar. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> that's a, that's just smart. That's yeah. not unethical. That's just so, smart. So the girl goes, "So what do you do?" And I just yeah. casually point up to the screen, right? <laughs> and there I am judging. You're kidding? Yes, it was perfect. Nobody had a chance. You should, there was a collective sigh in the bar because they knew they lost the hot girl. I was like, oh, you mother. That's bullshit. They can't compete with that. Yeah, it's like Sean Connery shows up. You, know, right. really, you can't do nothing. <laughs> what so, do you do? And there's fucking a uh, Bond movie on the tube. Oh, I just look at everyone and I point to the fucking outfield. I'm like, this one's going out. <laughs> <laughs> you called the home run? I called the home run, bro. Nice. I was like Robert Redford in The Natural. Yeah. I'm just going around the bases. All the lights are flickering. Lightning strikes. Lightning strikes is incredible so but don't you have all the girls in the bar that and, you've been with yeah and the side eye is just it's getting too much like it went from hi Carl to hey Carl like, oh really yeah like but don't you tell them up front hey man I, I just got divorced freshly divorced I'm not looking to settle but they, down but, but if you want to have some fun let's do this I know but there's some of them that want to be the turnaround girl they want to turn you around you know what I mean and, so, so they don't believe it yeah they're like heads. oh he's like a, an injured pony but right. I'm not I'm just a dragon right, <laughs> right. but I'm special and when he gets with right. me I'll be the one Meanwhile, they don't understand that I'm so dead and broken that there's nothing you can do to fix it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I'm literally falling down a well. There's nothing you're going to do to help me. So the rest of the, the girls in the bar give you the, hi, Carl. Hey, Carl. There's the hey, whore. Hey, Carl. There's that whore, dude. Oh, look. He, look who he found. Oh, he, she's dead. Uh, are you labeled the male whore? I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, man. I don't care. So, so um... Take the girl home, right? Everybody, everything's cool. Well, no, no, no. Let's oh, not okay. fast forward. All right, all right, all right. What does she look like? One to young, ten. Young, solid. This is single Carl numbers, not not uh, married rating. This is What's single the difference rating. between single numbers? When I was married, 
Yeah. You would be very easy for you to get in the sevens and the eights because I was living with a demon. Oh, okay. You know I mean? So anything was – like if you said hi to me, yeah. you're you're already batting five. You're at a, fuck, a solid five. And you, and you were missing a two for two? Yeah, exactly. You would still give a high number? Oh, I mean, even even a two is like if I'm like, oh, she has nice ears. Yeah, Let's all right. bring her up to seven. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take her up there. So what's her number as single, Carl? Seven and a half. Wow, really? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. All right. I mean, a solid seven and a half. Okay. And young. How much younger than you? A lot. To quote Mike, a lot. A lot? I don't know. I would say. You're not in the creepy zone, are you? No, no. She's in her late 20s. All right. It's not bad. There you go. Not bad. All right. So here's where things get weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you hang at the bar for a while? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Wait, she saw who you were and on the I, TV, and you guys I were fi- out the door. I finished the shot. Yeah, and it was funny. So we exchanged like phone numbers and stuff, or I don't know how that happened, but it happened very quick. It was moving at a very fast pace, right? Even for me. And as soon as I gave her my number, she says, "She's like, I thought it was sending me like a test text. Yeah, you know, like, oh, this is me. It says, let's get out of here. No, and I'm like, all right." Just like that. Just like that. Were you inside going? I was like, the guy in my head started putting all the files away and everything. Like I had all my stuff planned out that I was going to say. I'm like, but we're done. Was little Carl thinking to himself, Ah man, I didn't even get to take my Viagra yet. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Ah man, where's my blue chew at? (laughs) Where's my god? God damn! I hope this thing works without a dick pill. Thank, thank God, I had two blue chews. Taped to my neck, <laughs> my emergency Bluetooth. You're like a, you're like a Navy Seal. I'm like a Navy Seal. Took the cyanide go. pill. I got caught. Let's go. So, Don't worry, little fella. I just took some Bluetooth. We'll be all right before we get to the creepy cabin. Oh my god! Really? So you guys are out of there? So that was it. And then uh, fast forward next day. Next day, you, you, you're one of the. What do you mean fast forward next day? What do you mean? Give us some fucking details on the action. I'm 43. I was holding on for dear life. What are Were you, you really? Oh, my God. I was in the ropes. I was bloody. <laughs> <laughs> you were playing some of that rope a dope Oh, my God. <laughs> Hang in there, little like, girl. Like at the bar, I looked like Doug, Buster Douglas against Tyson. <laughs> right. Then after the bar, I was Buster Douglas after Tyson. Oh Just God. getting knocked out first round everywhere. <laughs> So, little um, girl, you hang in there. Oh, uh, my little guy was like, dude, this was too fast. There was no prep time. Like, right. he complained the whole fucking time. No kidding. Oh, I spat and sputtered the whole way through. Did little Carl want to take a knee? <laughs> he took two knees. <laughs> and then threw up everywhere. Oh, no, he threw up everywhere. He got vertigo and threw up. <laughs> threw up after one pump. Oh, I wish. How many pumps? I well, First one, I lost that entry. You lost on entry? On entry. Wow. Boom! Everyone off. Wow. Like like a letter bomb. Hey, who sent me this? Boom! Everybody's dead. Wow, just like that. It was too much. What was too much about it? I was too I was too in the zone. Everything was too good, too right, too fast. Really? I wasn't ready. I wasn't was ready. Was the foreplay good? Well, that's what got me in trouble. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, shit. Whispering crazy shit in your ear. So did she laugh at you? (laughs) Oh, everybody was laughing. (laughs) No, I mean back in the cabin. My forefathers were laughing. Everybody was laughing. I was laughing. She was laughing. I'm funny. I can take a joke. (laughs) Oh, my God. Really? Not the best. Not my best showing. So, So what happened? Well, you redeem yourself. You know what I mean? You right. Get back on that horse. Yeah. What, about a, an hour or so? 
Yeah, a little bit more than that. A little more than that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not quick for them to get up anymore. She's just watching the clock on the wall, oh, whistling. Like, oh, no. I just like twirling hey. her hair oh, like, how God. much longer do we if, have to wait before little Carl is ready to go again? If I could have broke out of board game, I would have. <laughs> hey, you want to play some Parcheesi? Dude, we could have had like three solid games of Connect Four. <laughs> oh, my God. We could have done it. And you don't have a, and you don't have a team on that play. Me and her staring at each other. I'm out of gas. You have nothing to talk to her about because she's way too young. Nothing. So you have nothing in common. Oh, that's great. Oh, and I, I don't even, I can't judge her music by her age. I'm like, so, like, you like, like, Limp Biscuit? Like, I'm <laughs> Limp Biscuit? <laughs> yeah, even that band's like 25 years I old. I don't know. She had black nail polish. I figured she liked it. What the hell You should have told her to go take a, a, a walk in the woods. Oh, she would have got mauled if there was noises yeah. out there. Oh, that's funny. Unbelievable. So, wait. No, I'm waiting. Oh, God. Okay. That's not the best part? No, it's not. Really? That's not the awkward part. Imagine that. Okay. Um... Because, you know, you redeem yourself. You get back in there. You're you get back in I'm the a, game. I'm a professional. You know what I mean? I'm a marathon runner. I get, I'll get there. All right. All right. Um, you know, no, no photo finishes here, but I'll get there. All right. So um, next day, my buddy calls me. says, there's a sale down at, at this little restaurant that we like that you get there before 4 o'clock and there's $2 off the salad bar. I'm like, sign me up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> So I tell the chick, I said, yeah, you want to go hit the salad bar? She's like, right. fuck yeah. Right. <laughs> We're leaving town? Hell yeah. <laughs> Did you really have to say that? Because you know the haters are going to go, see, I told you the podcast isn't doing well. What do you mean? Carl just saved $2 on a salad bar. I think I bought a gold pony in Miami. <laughs> there you why. go. Oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why. This okay. has nothing to do with the podcast. It's all my bad decisions. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Oh. You had to pull back way back after Miami. Opie, I checked my bank account. Yeah. And I said, was I robbed? Oh, my God. I was like, it was one of those weekends. You're was, nuts, dude. You just go all in, huh? I go all in. I go all in. I'm going to die first, bro. My funeral is going to be packed. Everyone's going to be alive except me. It's going to be busy. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I don't want no dead-ass funeral. <laughs> they're they're going to have to open the partition oh, for you. It's going to be because I'm the only one that's going to go. So it's, uh, everyone from my high school friends to my elementary school right. friends. Wow, Carl had a lot of fret. No, he's like I'm going to die before my first pet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got an update on the pets. Oh, wait, wait. Let me just. I know, this. but remind me. Okay. Because we talked about the hamsters on uh, yeah. a, a podcast a few back. Oh boy. All right, go ahead. All right, so she says to me, "Well, I got to go change my pants, right?" So I said, "All right, let's go to your house." So I'm driving towards her house, all of a sudden, fire trucks. Everywhere. Everywhere. Outside her house? Outside her, like before I get to her house. So at the end of the street, and these are long country streets, right? Right. So we get out, we start walking towards the trucks. She's in like full blown night gear. I'm in like pajamas and sneakers. Right. And remember, I did an event for all the firefighters. So there they all are. And they're just staring at me. <laughs> and I have to walk literally a quarter mile down this thing. And people are giving me like the, the wink and the salute. And I'm just walking down with this girl. I'm like, 
and it's like four towns responded to the the, her, the house across the street burnt down. So every cop, everybody's there, and it's just me and her walking down the middle of the road. That's beautiful. While the fire like, excuse me, like moving hoses right. and shit. It was so awkward. Open. You go, Carl. <laughs> it was like an officer and a gentleman yeah, moment. Ex- yeah, except nobody looked like Richard Gere. In no. The place. So are they all God. snickering and laughing at you? Uh, the next day, you know, like you get the little, like the chief of police, I mean the chief of the fire department, I'm having a beer with him, he goes, You've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes, yep. I have, yes, sir. Yes, The whole place is run amok. Well, I mean, but if she's uh, good looking, that's not bad. I don't care. Yeah. So what? You, then you brought her back there so she could get changed for the... Yeah, so we the so you hung out with her uh, the next day. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I had to redeem myself. I made a mess of myself the next day. You, know, you got to put in that extra time. Well, I figured the second time around you did all right. Yeah, the second time around. came back strong, I no? came back strong. We, we did all right. Very good. I, I need headphone volume on this thing. Mike says it's okay. <laughs> no, I, I I think I broke this already. Oh, no. The headphone jack. I cannot get volume on this. Here, turn that volume all the way up. Hey, hey. Okay, there you go. All right, now I can hear you better, Carl. Well, you got those radio ears, man. Your ears like... Oh, no, my ears are fucking dead. You know how bad headphones are for you? And that's like your career. <laughs> I know. For a long time, too, it's, man. It's literally like you were smoking cigarettes out of your ears. Right. <laughs> like, that's how bad it is. And I see my relatives talking. Oh, I, do you? I see him talking. Like, he, you, you, he can't hear us, can he? Uh, but and, yeah, but you, and, you're and a body language master. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you could tell, like, when I walk in, you're one of the few people, like, I'll walk in and you'll see me like... Cubes. What's the matter? <laughs> I studied this shit. <laughs> you know. So anyway, you know when someone's bullshit. Uh, good to see Carl though, man. Yeah, we're podcasting from Westwood One. We're waiting for Jim Florentine to show up. We're going to talk to him for a little while today That's as well. Be awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. And I met you at the McDonald's downstairs here in Times Square. Too much music though. Too much music. I wanted a podcast from there. Uh, it's like three levels. The place is gorgeous inside. Gorgeous. We it's really from, nice. Have a nice lunch there. A nice lunch at McDonald's. Is, like McDonald's? is that possible? What are you talking about? They make uh, the quarter pounder is... with cheese. It's fresh now. It's delicious. Nah, McDonald's is just like road food. Oh, I, I don't think you put the label, let's get a, a nice lunch at McDonald's. You sound, like, you sound like those dopes on Twitter. What do you mean? Uh, I'm just, you know what's starting to bother me on Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> done. Mike, wrap it up. <laughs> it's, exhausting. it's exhausting, man. You can't hit it one harder than I that. I didn't realize how many miserable miserable people there are on Twitter. It's unbelievable. Or, or are in the world, actually. What happened to all these people before they could lash out at strangers like this? It's unbelievable. They just kept it to themselves? What did they do before the social media? Yell at their mother. That was it? Yeah, because and, that's where they lived with her. And yell at a wall? Yeah. Or, you know what? These were letter-writing campaign people before this, I bet. You think? Oh, yeah. Like, Twitter's like a big letter-writing campaign. <laughs> <laughs> what can I complain about today? I am outraged today about <laughs> right. insert outrage. <laughs> it's just awful. I'm just going to be really nasty to this person I've never met in my life oh, before. I'm going to define his whole life with one tweet. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this guy goes, keep hanging with Opie. But he, instead of writing loser, he wrote looser. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I just posted it up. How, how would you be a loser hanging out with me? Even if you hate my guts, you can't deny the, the, the fine career but, I had. But this is what this is what Twitter does. Yeah. It made someone like you actually have that conversation. That's what's frustrating about Twitter. Yeah. Like, I can relate on the food thing. 
You know, someone's like, I, I put a picture, a video of basting a steak with butter. I saw that, yes. And someone's like, that's way too much butter. <laughs> How many A's? Like, How many A's? 64 A's. <laughs> that was way too much butter. I'm like, where have you done this? How, where do you work? Where's right. your restaurant? What right. do you even, it's the first time you've seen it, and you already have it mapped well, out. Well, I think you just nailed it, by the way. First of all, I mean... How bored are you in your life that you have to write way with 64 A's? Oh, my God. And make fun of the, just a... It was almost like a Trump double tweet. That's how many yeah, A's there were it's, just, it's just a throwaway. <sighs> On Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, you just do a, a bunch of throwaways. Like, hey, I'm here. Check it out. Whatever. And they're just... And, and the, then they have to take that and just beat the shit out of you. It's amazing I've to never me. Seen but you like nailed it. it. Because I think uh, most people that attack are people that probably wanted to do what they're attacking, but never had the balls to step out and try it. Right. I don't even think these people uh, tried it and failed. I don't think they ever even started. Right. And it drives them nuts that uh, I'm doing something they wanted to do. You're doing something that a lot of people want to do. Right. And it drives them insane inside. Yeah. I'm convinced that's part of it anyway. I think it has to be. It, it has to be because, I mean, out of all the trolls that troll you, I don't know. I know very few that have actually been on the radio. I, 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 I or have had a long career like you have. I wouldn't know. Right? You wouldn't no, know. No. There, you, can say, you can say whatever. You can be whoever. I love... Did you hear what so-and-so said about you today? Oh. He really gave you a beating. And I write him back like, yeah, no. Yeah. I don't click on stuff. Sorry. Oh, my God. I, I know my place in this business. I know my place in life. Oh, my God. Have fun. No, I know. But I a lot rarely of the, click on when, stuff. When, when I tell, rarely do it. people tell you that a lot of the times what I do, like if, if I follow it on my side. Like if someone sends you that tweet, I see it. Yeah. And then I go listen to what it is. Yeah. Like. Dude, Jim Norton killed you, bro. And then I go listen to it, <laughs> yeah, Jim, and yeah, this is yeah. the whole thing. Jim Norton's like, yeah, hey, yeah, Opie. <laughs> that was it. Like, he just said your name, and that's enough to send a million people into fucking into a abyss. frenzy. It's just like kicking a wasp, a uh, hornet's nest. Whatever. It's just silly, man. It but is it's, just, silly. it's starting to get to, like, I think it started getting to, I took the two-week break off of Twitter. because It's I nice, right? Phone. I felt I was a better person. Like, I'm already, like, angry. Yeah. I'm already subtweeting shit that I don't like. This is ridiculous. You, like, the problem is you get right back into it. Right, it's addictive. I'm putting my phone down more. Uh, I got a ways to go because I really want to like put it down way more. Right. Uh, and I'm using like my Twitter just to you know push our podcast wow. as much as I can with little clips and this and that, and really trying to focus on the people that are supportive of the new podcast. Right. You know, but. You know, and and the people that are just obsessed with the past, I don't, I, I don't know what to tell those well, people I mean, I anymore. Just Twitter, I just don't know what to tell them. I think Twitter has a problem. It has a content desert, right? So, what is it? Five percent, twenty percent, maybe let's say ten percent of Twitter actually puts in fresh content. Yeah, ideas, jokes, comments, and then the rest of the Twitter sphere is people hating that. Yeah, like, no matter what. Right, no matter what. Even if it's good. So it's just it's like. Throwing something into a wood chipper. It could be good or bad. It's going to get fucked up no yeah. matter what you do. Look, I was guilty of that. And I'm I'm certainly not perfect. But it, when Twitter first started, I was guilty of that shit. But you made content, though. You were a content I, provider. I, I certainly was trying. Right. But what turned me... Uh, I've always been the one that likes to swim against the current. You think? <laughs> <laughs> so when I saw that everyone else was doing the exact same thing... Right. 
it, it didn't excite me anymore. And that's when I, I moved on in general from that. Right. Like, there's nothing. Like, if you could, I could turn on Twitter right now and, and see 10 to 30 people saying the same, you know, garbage. Yeah, man. Nothing original, you know? So that's when I kind of turned the corner. I was like, ah, maybe I could use this Twitter for something else. So. So now you just you troll the trolls like you'll say shit like I'll see you t- I'll see you type shit and I'm like this guy's just stirring the fucking pot like I can just see like you're on the beach like oh this will make him mad <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm just like and I'm just so I'm like I see it and it's in the middle of the day I'm like this is gonna be a long fucking day because I'm connected to it so then I, I'm like he must have been bored today and he's like let me fucking chum the water and then it just it's frothing my Twitter is frothing all fucking day and I know it doesn't bother you one bit no, and I'm like sending gifts fighting with people right. and you're just fucking casting away you know what my favorite thing to do uh, is like you know like the fruity beer like yeah. I'm sure there's I mean I don't even at this point I don't know if you even like them <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would like to get, I bet you if I go into your fridge, it's just a bunch of Miller Lite. You know what I mean? But well, you're like, you go to the store, you're like, give me yeah. the fruitiest, <laughs> yeah, well. gayest, pink unicorn <laughs> beer, and I'm going to post the shit out of it. Because every time I'm with you, Mike, right? He's drinking bourbon and shit. Like, he's just <laughs> Shut up. Don't give it away. <laughs> like, you know, and, like, I, and he's, like a, he's like a mooch bourbon drinker. He's like. Uh, let me take a smell of that. I'm like, smell. No, I, I, oh, let me take a sip of that. I, I buy my own bourbon. No, but they, but you don't order first because I, I always order a, boor, a yeah. boiler maker. Yeah. So you'll see what I'm doing, what I'm up to. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second, bro. I've hung out with this guy I, after the show in the city like six times. And he's always had a normal beer <laughs> and a shot of bourbon. This asshole's making everybody nuts. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I tasted uh, that Schaffenhofer, I think they call it, uh, grapefruit beer. Yeah, yeah. But it's more like a grapefruit soda. <laughs> and, you know, I talked about it on the old radio show. So the, the, the fine people from that company decided to give me cases of it. Like I was, I right, was, right, I was set for a whole summer. I was set for the whole summer. And then that led to trying out more grapefruit beers, okay? Right. Uh, the fact is, I, I like I like a fruity beer every once in a while, but I really am moving back to just <laughs> what uh, Matt from Gephardt's calls grandpa beers. Grandpa beer, I'm with you 100%. I don't like IPAs in general. No. Uh, we had an IPA talk the other yeah, day. I, li- I like Japanese beers. I, I like Chinese beers. That one you. Chinese beer you turned me on to, oh, I so found nice. that recently. I was so excited. It's I, good, right? I couldn't pronounce it. Who cares? I just made an airplane noise and they they, <laughs> they brought it to me. <laughs> get me uh, get me one of those. Oh my god, it's just so fucking. It's so funny, Opie. Like anyway, and I'll see the post. It's like I look at it. and It's like a blueberry honeysuckle <laughs> beer. It's got like Christmas lights and a wreath on it. And you're like, delish. I'm like, this guy just fucked my Twitter for a whole day. And I know you just put your put your phone down and you fucking kick your fucking can stand us up on the beach and cast away. Meanwhile, I'm out there. Just, Shut up! Leave him alone! Now that I'm moving more and more away from Twitter in general, I don't care that you're giving away some of my secrets, uh, but I will use words like delish and stuff yeah. on purpose. And I then, know. And then when they write me be- back like, 
delish. You're a fig or whatever. I'm like, like, okay. That's my favorite. And now these idiots to try to get me back, they'll write K to me. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. This is my thing. You only get hit with the K once. I established the the K in in our world a long time ago. It's my thing. So if I say some long, drawn out thing about the podcast and you write back K, it doesn't Uh, work, you idiot. My favorite thing to do. Yes, Mikey. I'm reading a text now because that's way more important than podcasting with Carl. No, it's not about timing and rhythm. I wasn't fair. I was holding that. No worries. Uh, yeah, uh, we got Jim Florentine. He's going to be. Uh, he's going to be on in a few minutes. This is my favorite thing to do to wrap up this Twitter thing. So, I, I got to officially say this because I have on Twitter. I don't have a horse in the race. Politically speaking, right? I do not. But it, but Trump is so much fun to make fun of on a, a daily basis. There's something that you can find funny about Trump: the stuff he says, the stuff he does. And as, as someone that uh, likes to try to be funny, it's perfect. Right. Some of it lands, some of it doesn't. But what drives me nuts in this world is if you're a Trump supporter, you no longer can laugh at Trump shit. I don't both. know. It goes both. No, you're 100 right, and I do want to say that you're yeah. right. Thank you for uh, mentioning that because yeah. I would have had to deal with that after this podcast. 100 percent right. right. If you like someone politically, you will not laugh at a joke about that person. What, what I can and I don't know where that started. Listen, the day you stop laughing about politics, you're fucked. Right. Like, I have a problem on both sides. Right. I don't understand why no, no anyone can't look at him on a case-by-case basis. There's some things he did that are right. Sure. There's some things he does that are completely asinine. Sure. But the camps are so polarized that it's all the right wing is like, everything he does is perfect. He's a genius. Relax. Right. And then the other side's like, he's Hitler. Right. Relax. Right. You know what I mean? You're 100% right. We're wasting so much time by fighting each other but and not the, finding the middle ground well, okay. that we could like Absolutely. actually get some real change done in this country. Right. But let me tell you something. Meanwhile, the left is calling him Hitler, blaming hurricanes on him and yeah. saying whatever they want to say about him. Yeah. The right is saying he's the next messiah. Yeah. And he's just he just appointed 60 federal judges. You can't see that on the news. We don't even know. Let alone Supreme Court. He's on his second guy. I know he is. So while all these people are freaking out, there is massive legislation running through the river of Washington. Right. And there's deregulation going on at an enormous rate. Right. You know, the EPA is literally now, they they high-five you. Like, <laughs> right. You're dumping ink? High-five! <laughs> Look at those blue fish. Pretty cool. Trump's America. Make, America. Right. Make the fish blue again. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just like, and you, but you can't get news. Because everyone is just outraged about everything every five minutes. Yeah, it's the it, right is like Obama ruined the country. Well, that's a, that's not true because we're still here, mm-hmm. and, and and Trump and Trump is Hitler. Well, that's not true because you shouldn't control. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, there's no there's no thing to compare to Hitler. No, it's it's, it's an all or nothing it's so, attitude. It's so dumb, and it's and it's detrimental to the country. Yeah, simple as that. So I don't know. And but anyway, I don't have a horse in the race. Uh, I I despised Hillary. I thought Trump was fun when he was campaigning, right. and then when I realized, holy fuck, he might be the guy. I'm not gonna lie to you. I got a little scared. I changed my tune on him. But I mean, if you needed to know, I I liked John Kasich. And I liked uh, and I like Joe Biden. See what I'm talking. See what I'm talking about here. 
Joe like, Biden's I don't a- have a horse in the race, yeah. and I don't, I, I, I don't believe that the country's going to be better off uh, uh, if, if the Democrats were in office right now. And I don't believe that the, we're better off because uh, Trump and the Republicans are controlling it's, it's, the action. It's so shitty up there in D.C. I mean, I've had the opportunity to be there a lot and, you know, cook at a lot of state things and, yeah. and federal things. The bureaucracy. There's nothing one person can do. I mean, I, I'm, I firmly believe that the founding fathers wanted this kind of chaos so that yeah. nothing actually breaks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. And that's what's happening now. It's a, it's a big show. It's a waste of time. It's what a waste of time. And then, okay. and and then you I got the senators getting, and the congressmen uh, and the media. You hear uh, what Trump said today? Let's spend the next eight hours on that. Oh, shit. Jim Florentine <laughs> walking in with all his Nike uh, gear. <laughs> wow, he's got Nike gear from head to toe, this Florentine. Look, I got a couple of friends that said, look, man, can you do me a favor and not wear the Nike? They go, if, some, if people were attacking comics and yeah. saying, you know, with because basically that's what they're doing. Right. I would if you told me not to wear whatever, I wouldn't wear it. If, if you told me as a comic, it's like okay, fine, I'll just buy something. I never bought Nike to begin with. No, I never bought a Nike. I, uh, I, I, I don't wear Nike. I think Nike Nike sneakers are unbelievably uncomfortable. <laughs> Did you see? Was it your picture? The cook in, in, in was that yours? <laughs> yeah, that's mine. God, so uh, the picture you. was about something else, but basically it showed uh, one of the cooks in a in a in a kitchen, and he was wearing Nikes, and he had masking tape over the logo, and he wrote Adidas. He <laughs> did because <laughs> he can't afford new sneakers. Look oh, at that! Right. Is that picture that's great? great. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Florentine just walked in. But I want to finish my point about yeah. the whole, you know, that uh, fucking with people on Twitter and stuff. Right. When over the summer, especially when I was fishing and enjoying, you know. Life and Bro. my family. What's up? He's racist. You know that? Yeah. Why don't? Why doesn't I, he get water? He's fucking racist. Me and, <laughs> me and Florentine the got the first. water. The white people first. Man, he keeps interrupting the flow. Yeah, this, he's this really. Mikey you really, guy. You really so, know how to pick these producers, bro. So to finish your point. Fishing, enjoying life, yeah. enjoying my kids, enjoying my wife and family yeah. and friends. You know, Trump will do something right or whatever, <laughs> and I'll just send out a Trump tweet. And then I'll just go like this. I'll put my <laughs> phone down and I'll walk out of the house and I'll fish for the next six hours and I'll check my Twitter literally six to eight hours later to, to, to see the firestorm that I created. <laughs> Everyone's fighting with each other. And then you'll just take, and then you'll tweet back K. And then I have to deal with that shit all day because they at me, bro. Right. Because they know I'm the one but that I'll tells But I'll purposely you. Will, will tweet something controversial about Trump. For or against, uh, mostly against, to be honest with you. And then I'll just put my phone down and walk away, and and, and just and just start like a politics a, make no fucking sense. And start a huge uh, pileup on the, like the, uh, the old you throughway. Tell me Trump is like Hitler. I just walk away from you. I'm like, yeah. you, you you're just a child. <laughs> you don't have a real conversation. With that, we say hi to Jim Florentine. Jim, what's going on, man? What's going I, on? I haven't seen you since I got fired. I Fuck! <laughs> what do you think of the new place? That's great. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, like, uh, balls. it's about the size of my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Look how big his room is. <laughs> it's so yeah, weird. the the, uh, the producer booth is, I think it is bigger than the actual studio. I, that just doesn't make sense, but... Yeah, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't hide that I had a good run. Now. And now I do this and see what happens. <sighs> You've been good, Florentine? Yeah, everything's good, man. Yeah? Yeah, man. I just uh, it came back from Miami, went down to the Dolphin Home Opener, took my boy down there. But you had to deal with uh, lightning delays. Yeah. 
Two of them, two two-hour delays. Two two-hour delays, and 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 they didn't have an official halftime, right? No. When no. they finally started playing again, they said, "Fuck the halftime." Yeah, because it was a minute and forty-one left in the second quarter. They stopped the game for two hours. Two hours. They came back and they said it'll be a three-minute halftime. We'll finish out the first half. We had three-minute halftime. Forty-one minutes after they started the game, another right. two-hour delay. I left about an hour and forty-five minutes in, watched a game in a sports bar back at the hotel. But you flew all the way down there for the opener, and then yeah. you end up in a bar watching it anyway. Yeah, because I couldn't. You know, we were you there. Deal it was, with it it was anymore. hundred degrees. Yeah. Right. You know, and you just—I mean, I can go in the air conditioning you know, in the part where I, I had the tickets and stuff, but it still wasn't worth it. I'm like, right. what am I going to do? That's funny. Because they would have start, they could have started the game back up at midnight. They were going to get the game in no matter what, so you didn't know when it was. The, meanwhile, there was I heard one thunder the whole time. There was nothing going on. It's <laughs> fucking sunny. One thunder. I got, I'm putting fucking tanning lotion on, and they're stopping the game. I'm fucking sitting there getting a tan. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Let, let, how about somebody get killed by lightning at a football game first, yeah. and then we'll, we'll make up a rule? It's never happened before. Yeah. Toast this, somebody. Yeah. No one gets struck by lightning in a stadium. People fall off the fucking top level all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Right. It, that's fine. You know what I mean? You know, you know uh, I call it not the PC culture. I call it the pussy culture. <laughs> yeah. When we were growing up, we, they didn't have li- lightning delays. Never. You went to these sporting events, and they're like, ah, you know, they didn't give a fuck. You're sitting on a metal fucking bench. Oh, my God. you your really- favorite team. You're a lightning rod. <laughs> right. Larry Zonka used to play for the Dolphins on the Coachula back sure. in the day. He was an animal. He just yeah. run over people. He even tweeted out. He goes, we practice in the lightning <laughs> right. outside with Coachula. And that is stopping games. Yeah, that would just make us run faster. So I, a lot of But when friends, did they start that? Only a few years yeah, back. Only a few years back. And now all the concerts are doing it. You know what I mean? They're, they're getting canceled. Anything outside. Right, right. All the shit. So growing up between New York and Miami, I have a lot of Miami Dolphin fans, fucking crazy. So one of my buddies, he had a bar called Miami Mike's in Jersey, which is like all Miami-themed and crazy shit. So he would fly down to Miami to watch the games, not at the stadium, but at sports bars. Yeah. And I was like, dude, why do you do that? He goes, the fans. I get to enjoy watching it at a bar with Miami Dolphin fans. Right. That's all he cared about. Yeah. So he'd go to the best sports bar. He's like, this place got killer chicken fingers. And he would just sit there. (laughs) But he's like... He goes, you watch a Miami game here, you scream, and you got three people giving you fucking side eye, the shitty Giants fans over there. You know what sure. I mean? So but, he would fly down just to sit at a sports bar. But in the big cities, they figure that out. Like yeah, the, my, in New York, there's a Dolphin bar. Yeah, there's a bar for pretty much every pretty team. Pretty much every team now. And every, and, and if you're a fan of like the Dolphin, I don't know which bar it is, but yeah. everyone goes there, so it has the same. Well, he might have had a Coke bomb or something. There might have been something like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He probably had a you know, side check. Yeah, now, you know, yeah. now that I'm backing this thing up, now that I'm unpacking yeah, this Yeah, he story. flew in Saturday night, you yeah. know, had a side check, yeah. and then went to the game. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe there's all yeah. Yeah. But lightning Scratch delays. Scratch that story, Joey. What the fuck with the lightning delays? Brutal. And I don't think we've lost one yet. No. Don't they change the rules after they lose a person or two? Yeah, that's what usually happens. Yeah, usually they wait to go. They knew for a long time that that hockey puck was dangerous. Yeah. But they waited until they finally took someone out and like, all right, I guess we got to change and get the nets up now. And same with same with baseball, baseball. with that baby that got hit last year at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. That, that that's when they started putting the nets up. The, the and nets, hockey too, you know, all that stuff. It's, the nets stretched pretty far out now. I haven't. I I skipped a few years going to baseball, and I took my son to Yankee Stadium, and uh, I couldn't believe the nets go all the way out to the outfield. More more or yeah, less at yeah, this I know point. it's something you can't get a foul ball anymore. No, not really. I didn't know that. What yeah, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but Some they really baby extended got hit the last nets. year at the Yankee I know, I remember by that. drive, so they basically put nets up all around. So the up ball to first comes, base, yeah, you know, past like the far. first base, third base line. It's pretty so. fucking far. How does now. it look? 
It's it a little weird. weird. It looks weird. It looks you can't, weird. But you can't get a foul ball if you're sitting back there now because there's nets. Uh, but that right. was the whole point of sitting there. Yes. You bring your little uh, mitt and hope uh, one came at you. I think that's the baby's fault. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're a little kid. When are you going to bring him in a hot... It's a hot zone, right? Everybody yeah. knows where the foul balls go. Yeah, you yeah. don't bring a baby to a no. baseball game. And then the lightning, uh, yeah, I think you got to wait for one person to go down, and then you start the lightning delays. Bro, if someone gets struck by lightning, that would be fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so every year. If someone... it happened in Philly, that guy would get right the fuck up. Oh, yeah, I'll smoke it. And yeah. then look, at, look up at the heavens and go, yeah. is that all you got? World champs. <laughs> right. Fuck you. We beat Brady. <laughs> No, someone always falls off those ramps. They're drunk coming down at the Meadowlands or wherever, or yeah. off the top every year. Oh, yeah. a drunk guy. But that it's falls understood. And- like your sports fans are, they don't feel sorry for this way. Like, oh, look at this jerk off. He jumped off. You're supposed off. to lose one every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, it's kind of things to hurt. <laughs> makes you feel alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went to a uh, Barclays Center to yeah. see a uh, Raw um, uh, WWE Raw. My son's in the uh, wrestling. Now. Is he really? Yeah. So I, you know, his friends. So Are you like, happy or sad about that? I like you know I'll watch it with them. Okay. I, I haven't watched wrestling for a long time, but yeah, you know, at least it's not some you know we used to be Ninja Turtles, right? And fucking Henry Danger, these fucking kid shows. I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> these fucking kids yeah, shows. Or, yeah, or he's stupid. <laughs> heckling. Boo, like he's heckling. Yeah, or, you know, the fucking nut job, too. You know what I mean? These fucking kids animation movies, which I hate. You hate Oh, yeah, I don't even... I don't, what? I, 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 if we're going to go see him, I'm out cold within 15 seconds. I sleep for like an hour. And then I wake up and, yeah, no, it was good. You, got, you fell asleep. Like, yeah, but I was really tired. Even like Despicable Me and no, all no, those? No, I don't pay attention to anything that's going see, on. See, I got a theater. Uh, we'll get back to that, I promise. I'm still yeah. really good at this, Florentine, even though I got fired. Uh, <laughs> I got a theater where I live where they have those double wide fucking pretty much couches that are yeah. automatic. And I would set up perfectly where my kid would be in my arms so I know some stranger wasn't going to take him while I fell asleep. Jesus, and how many I, Liam Neeson movies have you fucking and then, watched? And dude? then I would lean back and just... Uh, uh, just the, the the right angle where he thought I was watching the movie with him and I would be out cold getting my naps in. Every once in a while he hit me and go, hey, you see that? I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, you know? That's a good <laughs> idea. But, th- but those theaters, I think, were made for parents that yeah, don't well, want to deal yeah, with they the, got the, the recliner. They got the recliners. Yeah, so yeah. I'll be in my recliner, he'll be in his and he's got all his food and all that stuff. And Beautiful. I always pass up. But yeah, I don't... I, what, that that's not for me. Right, I have zero those kids movies. But I'll go. I'll take the bullet. No problem. It's just like yeah. you know, you got to do something with your check. You're like, I don't want to do this, but I'll take the bullet for an hour and a half. <laughs> you know, if I can get a nap in, I gotta enjoy them. <laughs> oh God, I don't. I just don't. Oh, I don't know. To me, there's nothing wrong with it because it's for kids. But I just can't get into it. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Right. So you go. To, you went to the Barclays. See, I got you. So right yeah, back go back track. to the Barclays, and we got, I got super high seats, way right. up nosebleed, and that fucking top level. Of Barclays, anyone that's been there. I mean, I don't know how you not, don't fall off it. It's so fucking steep. Yeah. It's almost there. like at, at the uh, MetLife, you go all the way to those nosebleeds. Right. It's so fucking steep. I'm trying to walk with drinks. I'm like, I'm going to fall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how someone has not fallen at a concert drunk. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I was telling my, my buddy, I go, if we were drinking, we would have fucking fell off of here. Right. It's that. Fu- it's crazy how they built that. The Sabres, uh, their old arena up there in Buffalo is the same thing. So steep. When you had to walk down, you're like, what the? I feel like I'm going to fall onto the ice. They really yeah. don't care about you, though. If you're if you're buying seats up there, they don't give a fuck. Well, the Barclays, you know, being a hockey fan, not so much in the recent years with the Islanders, but uh, I have been there for a bunch of games. You know what the deal with that, right? Yeah. They, they to- never set it up for hockey. So there's a whole section. If you're behind one of the nets, you can't see the net all the way to the roof. 
So they have TVs so you can watch the Shut action. Shut up. Look it up on your phone. I, I, I yeah, wasn't you. there a I'm car just... in the way for a while? Like there was a car they were giving away. Well, that... was... <laughs> no, seriously, right outside, yeah, it was, was in the way. Other... Well, that was the other thing. Like prime <laughs> seats in the corner. Yeah. Prime seats, they probably could fit. Uh, what would a car be? So maybe uh, a dozen to 15 seats, let's say. A car sitting there for a dumb giveaway in prime fucking seats. I, I like, think they just didn't figure it bush out. Bush, bush league shit. Oh, the Islanders can't wait to get the fuck out of there. It's just a terrible place for hockey. Uh, terrible. Islanders. Those Islanders, man. Is it, didn't someone try to make believe they were somebody and bought them for like... Oh, yeah. Spano. It was some crazy it's story. A, it's a great 30 for 30. He bought the team with literally no money to his name. <laughs> that was before they could check you out on the internet. This was when? It was this back in the 80s? Was it Bossy oh, and all those guys? I haven't seen this 30 Trotchet. for 30 in a long time. Uh, I, it was after that run. Okay. It was after that run. I want to, Mike, if you got the. He's, uh, he's, t- he's texting. I, I want to say early 90s. Okay. If I had to guess. 96. Oh, all right. 96. No okay. But he, he bought the team pretty much with no credit. Nothing. Yo, and then couldn't. Totally scammed him. And then couldn't pay his bills, couldn't pay anybody. Because it, it all caught up to him. Bro. It's a great 30 for he 30. He bought the Islanders, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, he just figured, figured out a way to buy them. Right. So, yeah, he was sending his resume and all this <laughs> right. horse shit That's around. Right. <laughs> he bought them with, like, two fax machines and a check. Yeah, he just wanted to be a big shot like the rest of the guys that own uh, uh, sports franchises. Well, he did it. Dude, I, I missed you, man. I, I You know, I, I, we texted each other, but I went and saw Blackberry Smoke at Irving Plaza. Man. Did a podcast with those guys that came out great. And uh, I credit you again. No, no problem. I'm just pissed I missed a concert. I would have, could have hung with you, <laughs> yeah. man. I had some beer. How fucking great today. Uh, th- do you have the new album? Yeah. Find oh, a yeah. Light? Oh, yeah. It's Find a Light is amazing. Another great album from Blackberry Smoke. Florentine was the one who turned me on oh, to no him. Shit. And I'm not, I, I'm not in that age where I'm like getting turned on to the, you know, uh, new music a lot. But for some reason, I think it was that Waiting for the Thunder song. Yeah. I'm like, that song's fucking... And it's kind of metal, right? Yeah, that one, yeah. Kinda Being a metal like, guy yourself, yeah. so... And then, uh, yeah, then I was instantly hooked. Then they came on the old show. You were there. And uh, I, I mentioned you. They, they uh, certainly miss you, so... We had, we had a ball, though. This, uh, the cross between, like, Leonard Skinner, Black Crows... All great. And Allman, Allman Brothers. Brothers all like, band. all three. Yeah, shit like that. It's like all like you seventy. To it all day. They look like they're Leonard Skinner. They look like they're from nineteen seventy three. They oh, have a fucking long hair. Yeah. Beards. Oh, they're great, man. But they just write great songs. Yeah, like, it's just fucking oh, it's good. All songs. legit, all original. Yeah, yeah. How old yeah. are they? Oh, yeah. Like young kids. They, about, no, no, they've no, been around right. forever. That's yeah, what makes around. them cool too. Oh, so they got some chops. They got some. Cool oh yeah, they got like five albums out. Zach Brown oh. signed them to his label. Hard to tell because they all have beards and stuff. Yeah, and they do like. 250 days a year on the road, so they're, they they could be 35 or 55. Yeah, I don't know. they're road warriors. <laughs> yeah, no, but they've really been around a long time out of Atlanta. So, and I didn't know they got their name from uh, the Black Crows. Black Crows named that band. That was one of their. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, one of the names that the Black Crows like threw around a little bit was Blackberry Smoke. Uh, yeah, and they, and they were looking for a name for their band, and and they basically said, I don't know, you know, we threw this name around for a while, Blackberry Smoke, and they liked it. Nice, so, yeah, yeah, it's they're, they're so, fucking great, man. But it was a it was a, a great show at Irving Plaza. You two, by the way, have a lot in common. Why's that? Why's that? The, the oh, man. yeah, he hates ketchup. You hate ketchup, right? 
Yeah. That's not what I was getting well, I, I actually did use ketchup last night. I did. Really? Yeah, because I, I, like on Wednesday, we, me and my son, we cook hamburgers, like hamburger night. Every Wednesday? Yeah, every Wednesday. It's just me and him. So, And he gets chips on the side, so he likes that. So, right. And I usually don't eat the bun. So, I, so I, I need a little flavor, so I'll put some ketchup on the side. Oh. What about a nice juicy tomato? No, I don't like oh, tomatoes. Gee. You don't like tomatoes? No, I mean, it's, tomatoes it's, if they're real small. Lie, it's hot. Huh? Who wants to eat a hot tomato? It's not a hot tomato. You if put it on a, cold at the last uh, second. And it doesn't get hot? I'm a, I'm a chef too, chef. You know that. If they're small, Shut I the like them. <laughs> I don't want a big slice. The big slice, it just, I don't know. No, the bigger the better. Thin sliced uh, tomatoes suck. No, but I don't like I say no, this because no, I always get added on, like, whenever I write anything about food that has anything to do with ketchup, yeah. they they bring him into the, the thing. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, why would you bring fucking a legendary comic? Like, I'm just like talking about something and all of a sudden like, look at this, at Jim Florence. I'm like, what the fuck? Leave yeah, this you, man alone. Like, no, I think it was somebody came in the studio when I was on the old show right. and they got uh, eggs and you know, in the morning, like scrambled eggs, and he goes, "I need some ketchup." And I'm like, "What are you putting ketchup on the eggs for?" That's like, what always blasphemy. And I said, "That's just a habit you had when you were a kid, yeah, yeah. and you're just I still doing it." Yeah. And then I'm like, "I'm just no-no. not a big fan of ketchup." And then it went crazy. It was a whole. But you, but you have become the gatekeeper, <laughs> bro. It's crazy because I'll talk about uh, about my my three football teams. Right, uh, Florentine ain't gonna like this tweet. <laughs> I know, I'm like, that. relax, dude. Like, like the other day, I'm like, I showed a picture of like a, a hamburger, and you could see a little bit of ketchup. At Heinz, at Jim Florentine. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Well, we talked about the fruity. And I'm terrified of Jim responding. You know what I mean? Because, like, like, you know, he'll cut you. He's a fucking awesome comedian. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. And I just leave the tweet. Like, I just go and do something yeah, else. Yeah, I, I had to mute you. Wait, but you're, <laughs> wait, but you're, you're, you don't like ketchup either. No. No, I don't. Right. I don't like ketchup. I don't like ketchup on hamburgers. I don't like ketchup. I on love right. Ketchup. Okay, yeah. I mean, sometimes like, you know, someone made a good point. He goes, "It actually goes with a hamburger. You're at a barbecue mm-hmm. on the grill." I'm like, "Okay, I could see that, but whatever." I, I don't. I it just got brought up that day, and I just go, "No, nah, I'm not a fan of it. I don't. I don't use it anymore." Right. I used to put it on my eggs, on everything. I'd squirt it all over, and then I'm like, "What am I doing?" Yeah. I think your palate, your 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 as you get older, ketchup becomes sweeter and sweeter and sweeter and sweeter to you. It's like. When I used to love it, like my favorite thing used to be crinkle cup fries with ketchup. And then as I get older, I see myself using other sauces. You know what right, I mean? Like, yeah. I like relishes more. I like stone ground mustards a lot more mm. than I did when I was a kid. Your, your palate develops, and it's literally all sugar. It's not even tomatoes anymore. Oh, there's a lot of sugar. No, yeah, it's all that, it's it's corn just, syrup. It's liquid sugar, corn, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's liquid sugar. When is Hunt's going to figure out their ketchup sucks a dick? Well... <laughs> it does suck. <laughs> I mean, if you make a ketchup and you're not Heinz, you're a real dick. I know. Not, if you're going to go with ketchup, you can only go with Heinz. I mean, All the other stuff but is But at terrible. this point, you don't. Hunts has to know their ketchup is, uh, right. you know, is the, way behind. You know what makes us nuts in the food industry is like, yeah. like we'd be opening a restaurant and like I'm like the executive chef and then the sous chef would come and be like, chef, I want you to try something. So I'd go there and he like made his own ketchup. I'm like, bro. Out of all the things we need to do, you're going to go up against Heinz. That bitch owns a submarine. <laughs> like, they have, yeah. like they've been making it for a hundred years. Yeah. You're going to spend the all this whole time opening the restaurant with a cute little fucking jar, and it's awful. Yeah, because people don't want to taste a different kind of ketchup. They're going to hate it. Yeah, it tastes a, like Heinz are out. There's yeah. a stadium named after Heinz. Oh, Heinz yeah. Field, where the Steelers play. Right. Yeah. Well, we were in Nantucket. All because of ketchup. Yeah. All because of ketchup. we were in Nantucket, and and Vic Henley took me to. 
I had vertigo because he taught he told me the whole Heinz story in like ten minutes and I couldn't. <laughs> he's like, man, and not, it was raining, nineteen seventy four. I'm like, I just don't care anymore. Just show me the house. He, so needs, he, fucking, he needs a good edit. Oh my god, I, I need a jo- I need Joey Silva to just come and just cut the story down. So Vic is fascinating, very knowledgeable, has a lot of stories, but and then he's like, well, on this side they're both kids, it's Hans, <laughs> right. but on the other side they made it out of brass in eighteen seventy four, so it just says Hans. <laughs> Like, this story's too long, bro. But you see their house. It looks like a Home Depot. Like, it's just a Giant, biggest, right? Oh, my and, God. And it's a, it's a place they use maybe a few weekends a year. I From the, from the locals being there, they tell me that they're usually there three to four days in the summer. That's it? Yeah. Is that amazing? $22 million, $30 million house. They're there two days at most. That, but that's, uh, that was John Kerry's ex-wife or something, right? No, they're no, still together. Are oh, they are still yeah, together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His boat's there. All right, okay. He's got an 80-something foot oyster. It's yeah. the most expensive yeah, sailboat no, you yeah, can possibly blo- buy. Uh, Blockhead is still married to her. <laughs> Blockhead. <laughs> Joey Salvia here. Great to have Carl back, even if he still can't pronounce my last name after 40 episodes. I don't know. Thanks for downloading this in-studio show of OB Radio with comic Jim Florentine. When we come back, beer talk, stories about strippers, the state of stand-up, shaman stuff, and jerking off. You're up, Greg. Hello, Quip. How are you? <laughs> I love Quip, man. I finally got a, uh, the toothbrush from Quip. The truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough, and forget to change our brush on time. Boy, is that the truth. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. Q-U-I-P. Quip. So what makes Quip so different? For starters, Quip is the electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer, this is the best part of it, helps you clean for the dentist's recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. We all know we're supposed to brush for two minutes, but you sit there and then you're like, ah, I think that was good enough. But if someone had you on the clock, you're brushing for, what, 40 seconds? Quip makes that part of it so easy. Next, Quip's subscription plan are for your health. This is great too. Not just convenience, they deliver new brush heads on a dentist's recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. So all of a sudden it arrives in the mail like, oh, time to change my uh, my brush head. And there you go. You got a brand new one and it, it'll help keep your teeth looking fine. And nice and clean, too. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's old list, named one of Time's best inventions, and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists, and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash Opie, that's getquip.com. Quip is spelled Q-U-I-P. So it's getquip.com slash Opie. Right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with the Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Opie. That's O-P-I-E, by the way. Uh, getquip, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Opie, O-P-I-E. So it's getquip.com slash Opie. Thanks, Quip. Oh, is this an easy sponsor? I want to welcome Purple Mattress to the OP Radio Podcast. I say it's an easy sponsor because 
I'm a terrible sleeper, pretty much like everyone. I mean, when you start talking about sleeping with people, you realize you're not alone. In my case, I uh, I just simply don't sleep the entire night, tossing and turning, waking up with a backache and neckache. Look at Robert in the other room nodding his head. We're not alone in this. I set an alarm. That's a joke to me because I, I never sleep to the alarm. Uh, maybe I'll sleep to the alarm uh, maybe three times a year, tops. Tops. If you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a Purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds and wheelchairs. In 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. The Purple Mattress will probably feel better than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam I'm used to or you're used to. The Purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero gravity-like feel so it works for any sleeping position. And here we go. 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund, backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free in-home setup and old mattress removal. Very cool. You're going to love Purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wise. Just go to purple.com. Use the promo code OP. Very easy. O-P-I-E at checkout. That's purple.com, code OP. The only way to get this free pillow is to use my code OP, O-P-I-E at checkout at purple.com, code OP. OP Radio. What the fuck? The OP Radio Podcast. What the fuck is he talking about? I'm confused. No, I make fun. OP Radio with special guest Jim Florentine. Anyway, so the other point, though, uh, getting back to the fruity beer. So when I, you know, I uh, put on Twitter the beer I'm drinking, right. same thing. Right to Florida. Hey, Florida, no, what I do live you, in constant fear that Florida's going to fucking... Hey, Florida, what do you think of this? You're not going to be happy with what Ope's drinking. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, he's got a life. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm like eating a chicken finger. All of a sudden I say, ooh, at Jim Florentine. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why, am I getting, why are you bringing this killer in here? I'm fucking I'm good I, to go. Look, I just don't drink them. I don't care. If someone, does, right, if right. someone wants to drink them, that's fine. But again, <laughs> when I went to the Dolphin game on Sunday, outside there's one beer spot. They only they didn't have like Coors Light or Heineken. So my buddy got me some fucking IPA or something. I don't like IPAs. He's like, you want? I go, I'd rather not. I, you know, no, but like there's no other this. beer, so I'll take it. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's not that good. And then I found the you know the beer that I like. But I just like, all right. I haven't I, seen you in a while. I'm really going back to like old school beers. Like they're called grandpa beers. Like old Milwaukee and Peels and guys. The other day, uh, I, I'm going. I'm going that way with this now. Yeah, I, never I just really, want a fucking beer. I don't I, want all this shit in it I, anymore. I, I, I was right. in Miami with a dime piece, just beautiful. The sun was out. Everything's perfect. I see a guy next to me. I'm like, "What are you drinking?" He's like, "A low and brow." I said, "They got fucking low and brow wow. here." I fucking got. I drank low and brow for two days straight. In this right. Day. It's just crisp. Delicious. 
It yeah. doesn't taste like a foot. It doesn't give me a headache. Like IPAs, I drink a beer and I'm thirstier than when I first started drinking a beer. I, I get dizzy trying to figure out what's in some of these beers. It's oh, exhausting. And they now. have the it, names that sound like, you know, like you name like show dogs. You right. know, like Dirty Little Rascal. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, bro? Yeah. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> right. Is it a fucking Pilsner? What is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Crazy Devil, Hop Master. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Just get me a Miller Lite. Can I have a Miller? You uh, I'm good. Give me a genuine draft, bro. I'm 100% good. I'm good. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, no, you guys have, I mean, you know, he recently divorced. Oh, really? Oh, best thing that ever happened to me. And his story, I don't know how much he wants to say, and I don't know how much you want to say, <laughs> I got but whole, your stories are very similar. I got a comedy special coming out at the end of the year about my whole divorce. It's called, really? I got, it's called I Got the House. So, <laughs> Oh, she got I everything. Got, uh, yeah, so I got I got no problem talking whatever because I basically talk about it in my special. I tell everything that went down yep. and all that stuff. Oh yeah, wow! Is yeah. it all out there now? Huh? Or you? St- or people are going to finally find out the whole story? Well, they'll find the yeah, special. most of it's you know I'd say about sixty percent of it's out I there. And the rest will be in a special, and then afterwards. And it's called and I got the house. Yeah, it's called I got that. That's I got the brilliant. House. So whenever like people feel bad for me when I'm talking about my divorce on stage because the crowd's like, oh, I'm like, look, I got the house. I'm like, right, <laughs> I got the house. Don't feel bad. I got the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a running the gag throughout the yeah, whole special. I got the house. With the house. What godly shit did she do? I'm a professional. You, you banged it out. Well, yeah, I, we had a prenup. Oh, good. There you go. I didn't. You know, I didn't. I thought well, that love was real. But when you get married and you both you both don't have nothing, I don't know what, what your situation was. There's really no reason for a prenup if you don't. Own, you know, you both start out of your careers or whatever it is. She had so much nothing that it looked like I had nothing because she came in with negative nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, mine came in with negative nothing too. And then I said, Look, I've been working my you know 25 right. years doing stand up or whatever. I'm not in my career. I'm not going to just you know shit blows up Fuck that Jim, you're going to get all my stuff and then I'm going to be living in a fucking I you know. Wish, in, I was going to talk to you seven in a years townhouse. Ago by myself so I said you know we gotta have to have a prenup we gotta, I gotta be protected here you know and it's not good to bring it up right. it's never a good time to bring up a prenup never you could be on vacation you could be in Napa Valley fucking romantic <laughs> drinking wine and you're bringing up there's no place no good place to bring it up ever because it's basically like the same what about hey, the Parthenon as the, as the sun's going down not, no? not that no. long walk either no <laughs> really? the most no, romantic just... place ever you go to fucking Rome plan a trip <laughs> Still, not a good place. And in Never. your head, you're thinking, I think I could bring up the prenup right yeah, you now. Can't, it, yeah, the vacation's over. She's already fucking, I want to fly me out in the morning. I'm going home. But it's because it's basically saying, look, I don't trust you. Sign here. If you break it down. But it's like, hey, if someone else has, if she had, I go, look, if you had all this stuff and I had nothing, I wouldn't go, I would sign it too. Oh. And thank God that happened because I would have lost pretty much everything. I lost everything. You did? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right well, down to That's zero. where you're not similar. Yeah. Your stories are similar, I'm, but I'm, not the I'm outcomes. The, I'm, I did well, Carl's coming out with a special. I didn't get the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to get what it's called. I live in Jim's house. <laughs> at Ketchup. At Heinz. <laughs> I live in a creepy cabin. Oh, my God. No, she got so, me. She got me good. Oh, my God. I, and I was almost... I, I got married on third base. I was already in my late 30s, successful. Yeah. And then I figured, wow, how can I really fuck my life up? And I... I nailed it, it right down the middle. It's pretty creepy. But yeah. you got you guys got two kids, right? No, the, I put the farm with the chickens on them. They're her kids. Oh, they're not your kids. Oh, no, okay. So, so what? Basically, to make a long story short, really smart people they came up to me and they said, "Carl, this is what's going to happen." They said, "You know, you're growing in media and stuff like that, and do all the TV food stuff." And 
And this podcast. And the, po- and the podcast. <laughs> I didn't mention the podcast when I talked to the podcast. I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was worth it. <laughs> I think I was going to get the same answer if I said podcast or not podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call them tomorrow. I'll tell them. I, okay. Hey, the, guys, and the podcast. And the podcast. Is everything started, still the same? Yeah, we're still good. It's, so, started, it's starting to do all right. And the, and the podcast. No, the podcast is doing great. Anyway, so, so, really smart guy said to me, he said, this is because uh, I wanted to buy her out. We had a restaurant. And we opened the restaurant, and I was so dumb, and I, I did it 50-50 with her. So This I, is when you guys first got married yeah, or ordered together. Yeah. So 50 And, and I called the, the restaurant, restaurant, and it was, I used to joke. They like, why'd you call the restaurant Marie's? That was her name. Right. Her real name was Sarborg, the monster from hell, but <laughs> we called her Marie's. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they said, what? You know, why? Uh, why'd you call it Marie's? I said, well, that way the lawyer knows what who gets what. <laughs> That's what I used to joke about. Right. Not a joke. So uh, the really smart guys they sat with me. They said, this and uh, this is what's going to happen. Uh, you are going to buy her out, and she's going to blow through all the money. And then she's going to tell everybody that you left her and the kids destitute and you're sitting there with the restaurant. They said the only way you get out of this thing scot-free is you give her everything and sign over everything. And the really smart guys, they all put it together. So what I did was I gave her the restaurant and everything. No alimony, no nothing. I missed the child support thing. We, we, I was slated to sign the adoption papers a month. To from, make them official yours. the relationship blew up, yeah. Wow. So you don't have no child support. No child support, no alimony. No alimony. No nothing, you no tax sign, burden. So you sign a, the, the restaurant over to Everything. her. Everything. And what about the house? We rented a house. Okay, perfect. We rented a house. Thank God. So he's, he's free and clear. We but. were going to buy a house, but her own vanity did it in. So in, the house that we could afford in our town, she didn't like it because it looked like it was from the 70s. Right. This is a real person. So I was like, this is a real person thinking this way, Jim. A real person with a driver's license, yeah. right? And she's like, I don't want to buy that house because it looks it's the smallest house in the town and it looks stupid. So we rented like $6,000 a month McMansion so that we look like like so the so the the car looked good in the driveway. And that was the beginning. Like I then I, when I <laughs> I remember <laughs> I tell my uncle. He goes, "She fucking stupid." You got to get out of there. You're going to go broke with this one. And basically what happened. Like she, but she it, kept everything. But she was, a, she was a millionaire there for five minutes. I'm sure she's halfway done with it. But, uh, but at least, so you're out at a restaurant. Out of everything. Which is good. So if there's any drama or any shit goes down, it's nothing, not, not, it's nothing, nothing. to do with you. If it goes no payroll, on there, no tax, no, nothing, none of that nothing. shit. Right. You didn't have a house. They didn't have a house. Didn't have a house together. So, not, so you were rented, which is perfect. perfect. And you didn't, no alimony. No alimony or child support, nothing. Yeah. He's good moving forward, but, but I lost the I lost the chocolate lab, which is <sighs> what? Don't don't bring up the dog. Don't bring up the dog. I'm sorry, I can't think. L- about l- look at his eyes. <laughs> I, no, I miss so. my fucking dog. I literally start crying. He's tearing up like we we do a. If you want to join us, we're going to do another podcast today at Get Parts and drink beers with Sherrod and Carl. And uh, Vic Henley, and we brought up the dog at Get Parts. I ruined the whole fucking podcast. The happiest place. In Everybody's New- drinking. And we're having fun. We haven't seen each other in a while. We're drinking bourbon and beers. The podcast is crushing. We're laughing our asses off. And then we he breaks up his stupid dog. <laughs> it hurts, bro. And then everyone starts crying. Like, can you imagine Sherrod crying? Well, He's what crying I do, on the well, sidewalk. The reason everybody started crying, I'm going to probably start crying and say it again, but what I do is 
you know, the dog, Max, his name is Max. They go to, they go to, he takes them to a dog, she takes them to a doggy daycare in my town. Yeah. So I pull up uh, during the week and I play with them through the fence. That's what I do. <laughs> no, I, 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 look, I just, lost, I, I had my dog for 13 years. Yeah. I just lost it two weeks ago. So you ago. know what it, it is. brutal. When you love a dog, and it's a chocolate lab, which is literally a walking ball of love. You know, not yeah. too smart, yeah. but I'll love you to death. And, and, well, they don't judge you. No. Like the only split. person in the house. The other ones are a bunch of gypsies sharpening their nails. You know what I, Dogs you, obviously don't know how to work Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Way too much milk bones <laughs> right. dog treats. Dude, I, I was so obsessed. With my, we got me and my ex, Axel, from a while back. Right. Get this little Yorkie. Right. I, you know, so I fell in love with it, right. and now she she passed away. Long right. story, whatever. Right. So now her family that she never even talked to wants everything from me, every all of her stuff, including the dog, because they know I like the dog. Why do? They, why would they want? Wait, to do why? Because they're just cunts. Yeah, they're just, they're just cunts. Yeah, that's, that's it. So they go, we want that little dog too. They didn't, my, my my ex wasn't even friends with her. They, she was adopted. It was an adopted family that she never she talked to like once a year. Right. So as soon as everything went down and they wanted all of her stuff, all of a sudden they were super and they wanted the dog. And I'm out of my mind. No way. So, so they're like, we want that dog. And I'm like, holy! I goes, no way! I'm giving this dog. No. I'm freaking out. I go, I didn't care about anything about money because we owned a condo together. We had to figure that out right. and shit. I had to write him a big check. I go, there's no way to get in that fucking dog. So my friend had the fucking greatest idea. I go, look, all you got to do, they only met that dog once. All you got to do is just get another Yorkie that looks just like her and give him that fucking dog if you have to give it up. Perfect. Just go oh buy. Oh, my just go. God. That's so brilliant. So my friend had a, had a Yorkie that looked just like mine. And they he's like, look, we can't handle this dog you want. I go, I can't have two dogs. And then I told him, I said, dude, I might need that dog. He goes, all right, no problem. <laughs> so I kept him on hold for like nine months. I, I wound up getting a divorce. But I was just going to give him that dog. I go, that's the fucking greatest idea that's ever. Genius. So I was going to go give him that dog. My friend was going to give it to me free. Okay, here's your dog. And I would have kept mine. Wait, it never went wins. down, but that was what I was going to do. Wait, that was your ex-ex? Ex-ex. But you said divorce in there. You weren't married to her. No, right? no, I wasn't married, but I had a, I, we, had a ta- we had a condo Which together. Is, then it's basically oh. divorce. Like you so had to go we were both everything. on a oh, title, okay. so yeah. we had a deal with all that. I so had to cut him a check to get out of it. What do you it. think that was about? They just never liked you? and then No, they just wanted everything of hers. You know what I mean? Like they just, you know, they just, all of a sudden they wanted to be in her life. All the designer stuff that she had. So they can go sell it on eBay. Yeah, that's it. That's all they did. That's yeah. all. They came out of the woodwork. Yeah. yeah I go, no, we want this, we want this, we want this. I'm like, look, I didn't fucking, you know. Jim's been through some things. Holy fuck. Which leads to the the shaman thing. I didn't know you saw a shaman. He makes fun of it. Which is fine, and you should. I'm... I think, Obi- but I want to get a couple like real. I don't th- think his shaman is the same as your shaman. Yours might be a little budget shaman because <laughs> I know you're always trying to cut corners and stuff like. <laughs> and like I knew, and, and let me tell you why I'm suspect to this, and why I know Wait, Obi had a shaman? lot more. To, I'm going to tell you why you cheaped out on the shaman because first of all, the, all the shit that you're telling, like he showed up in his Toyota Prius with the feathers <laughs> on the roof. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just it's saying, funny though. <laughs> he goes, no, he he played the part. There's, I, I'm like, I'm a good poker player, right? So I know tells. When he first started saying stuff about the shaman, the first thing I said to him was, "How much should you pay?" And he goes, "Ah, I don't know. Lindsay took care of it." She I'm did. like, "That is suspect." Like, you want to know if you're bringing some spiritual guy, what does it cost? We're, we're, uh, well, more my wife than me, but we're deep into the spiritual community. I'll tell you right now on the Upper West Side. <laughs> what is, what is, you go to temple? <laughs> we don't go to pure yoga. We go to down and dirty yoga. Yeah, but you, if, you go to, if you go to a therapist in New York City, they're probably, I don't know, the last time I, but they're probably at least 250 for 45 minutes. Sure. Easy, easy. 250. So if you go twice a week, that's 500 bucks a week. Yeah. 
you know, you're talking for a month, two grand a month. So my shaman was 350 bucks. Opie, how go? And it was about an hour and a half session, hour and a half, two, but two hours. Opie's just $25 and a high five. I, I think it sounds like a, I got say, a hand job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to say it was like 200 to 250 <laughs> I'll, right, I'll, well, that hundred can make a difference. Hold on, I'll text my wife. Yeah. But that's not that bad. Three fifty because you're paying, you're paying it like two fifty for a therapy session. So Dude, what does shamans do? do I, I'm, I'll listen now. I'll listen. Well, uh, how much was the shaman <laughs> <laughs> today? <laughs> no, we all got about the same rate, about three fifty or something. I went twice, or he came over twice, and then I, I was like, I can't puke anymore. Did you like sniff shit? No. Oh, no. <laughs> you have a heroin dealer, dude. <laughs> I might have done heroin. Oh, my I don't know. God. To this day, I don't know. You see, I knew. It, see, this is why I want to hear Jim's story. Because I never did it before, so I don't know. I bet I you Jim's... Go ahead, Jim, please. Because Opie's... Whatever he's doing is a sham. Go ahead. I mean, we... I... It, he helped me. <laughs> no, he really helped me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I didn't want to believe in all the, the crazy shit he was saying and doing, but in general, it got me to a place where he helped me, for sure, figure shit out. I, 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 I call Shama, it's about a thousand hours of therapy in one session. Like, you still have to do the work, and you still have to get through it, but it's basically right. like a thousand hours of going to therapy, and you get it pretty much in, like, one two-hour session with a shaman. Well, well, back up a little bit, and, and you know, out of respect for you, because I've known you for a long time, whatever you want to say and not say, that's really up to you. I'm not pushing you on anything. But what led you to uh, the shaman that you can say or want well, to say? Well, yeah, well, my ex-girlfriend passed away, the same one with the dog. She passed away, committed suicide. Right. It was fucking traumatic and stuff, Ugh. and... You know, I was in a bad place. I didn't know what the hell to do, man. I'm like, you got to be, you know. And then I'm dealing with her fucking family, you know, basically accusing me. They're pinning it on you. Because whenever, whoever's the last person with the person, you know, you're you're the boyfriend or the husband or whatever, you know, they always, that's the way they do it. And there's not a person that knows Florentine that would believe that you, you you would lead someone to do that. No, no. I mean, look. But still in your head when you're alone at night and stuff, that shit's got to like, absolutely fuck with your head. Well, yeah, it does. Because then you think if I was just there that night. It, then she wouldn't have done it. Right. But then, meanwhile, you know, she would have done it some other time. Absolutely, you know, it's so it didn't matter it to do if it wasn't that. If I was there that night, it would have been the next night when I went to go get milk, right, or something. So it doesn't, you know. But you're you're playing with all that so fucking right. crazy. So my friend Laura knew this, this shaman guy. I guess all the, a lot of comics used him. Like he used to go on the road with Bob Hope just to keep him like fucking. You know, together, Level. positive, all that stuff. Ooh. Bob Hope used to do a travel. He traveled with Bob Hope for yeah. a long where do they time. originate from the shamans? I don't know. Like what? 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 I, some like, culture is it? I think a Mexican or something, or like American, American Indian, Indian, yeah, like a Navajo. Yeah. Indian. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Navajo, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it, the roots are in like Native Americans. Yeah, Native Americans, and, and, and or down there in South. So everything's America, very natural Central and America. organic, and yeah, one kind, with yeah. nature kind of thing. Yeah. So he, uh, she tells me, go look, go see the shaman guy. He'll help. Can you I out. stop you again, Florentine? Yeah. I apologize. So what did? What were you trying to do before? Because it's almost like a, a last-ditch effort to go to a shaman, I think. Because I've done therapy for like 10 years, and therapy with me has certainly helped. But what other stuff were you doing? And then you're like, man, I really need something else here. Well, I, you know, I was going to like these support group uh, meetings for like survivors of suicide. So you're sitting in there, and it's death, basically. Jesus. You got you got parents coming in that just lost like their 12-year-old. Oh. You know what I mean? And I'm at like two months in, so I'm getting a little better. And then they're coming in, you're like, holy shit, because you know where they are. You know where you were. But how? I, 
I, got, I went right afterward, like a week after. Oh, I started looking man. it up, and I went to some support groups. You find them online. Support groups are very. Uh, and I yeah. sat in there, and we all talked. And they're like, "Look," and you know, at first you're like, "Why are these people in a good mood? How the fuck? How could they be laughing when they lost their son or whatever?" But as you, as time goes on, you just learn to live with it. You never get over it. But yeah, you when you first go in there, you're like, "I can't." But they really talk to you, and you you yeah. you know you figure shit out. It's a good place wow. to be because nobody else can relate to some, a death like wow. that. Your friends can't. You don't know what to say. You're like, dude, I'm sorry, man, but. You know, that, those people went through it, so they know. So I was going through that, but I was still fucked up. I still wanted to, you know, I was afraid to go on stage. I'm like, shit, are going to be people going to know everything, know, you know, knew what happened and all the shit. So I was all fucked up. And I was going to my therapist, too. And my friend Laura wow. recommended the shaman. She she knew this guy. She's like, look, my family's been using him for years. Go see this guy. I'm telling you, he's going to help you. Just go, you know, what do you got to lose at this point? So he was in California at the time. So I flew to California to see the dude. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got on a flight, fucking booked it with him, and uh, went out there. Went to the guy, you know. Uh, and you, I mean, I have to stop you again because you hate everything. So what in your head said, I'm going to have an open mind with the shaman I had thing. to because I was like, I got to figure out. I got to, you know. They, Something's wrong. Something's you know I mean? wrong. Yeah. I got, you know, the, between the therapy and this the support groups. I'm like, I'm in a fucked up place right now, right. you know. I was probably 41, 42 at the time. At my age. You know, it's about the time when you got to start to really try to get your shit together. Yeah. At that point, you're like, I got to get my shit together. It's going to be fucking, you know. Yeah. That's what usually people start doing it, late 30s, early yeah. 40s. Right. right. Realize. So, um, I, 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 Laura's like, just give it a shot. I'm telling you, you never, what, what do you got to lose? Just fucking fly out there and see. Yeah. So, I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Right. You know, so um, I, I was up for anything at that point. Right. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, st- I'm still thinking. I'm like, what am I doing? And I, I, the guy's in a condo in fucking L.A. or whatever. So I rent a car. I go there. I'm knocking on the door. I'm like, I flew a, across country <laughs> to see a fucking shot. I go, man. You were hoping fucking... it would at least be in a tent. Yeah, I'm like, what is going on? Play here? the I'm part like, this is at least. weird. I'm in a fucking <laughs> condo in L.A. I flew all the way out here to meet some fucking dude. At least build a mud hut in the backyard. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me go to fucking. Um, right. A mud hut. <laughs> Something. Jesus. Let me go to Sedona, Arizona. Like, like right, that's supposedly right. yeah. like the place, the spiritual right. place. Right. Then maybe, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, rent the cave for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Rent <laughs> the cave. Make believe it's yours. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. That's two, two, miles, tarpets, two right. miles from LAX in the fucking ghetto, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. like, So I'm not going to do it. And the dude, he was half Mexican, half American Indian. Right. Long hair, ponytail dude. He just had a massage table in his room. That was it. Uh-oh. Basically, I'm like, oh, why? This God. is fucking weird. I would have ran out. I had the smoke bomb on the floor, Jason Bourne editor. I but you know, he, my I was fr- my friend Laura knew him for a while, so I'm like, all right, I get. And he basically just fucking sat me down, and he's just like, okay, tell me what's going on. And I just said, look, man, I just went through some shit, and you know, and just talked me through it. It was up, you know, and just massaging you too at the same time. He's like, look, you got a lot of fucking rage and and resentment right. in you, and all the shit, and you know, the Catholic guilt growing up, yeah. and all that stuff. He goes, it's all the shit it. is. Yeah, you, you, he goes, I can feel it in your back and your legs, all that stuff. And then he basically just went through it. He goes, all right. And I told him, I said, look, my ex committed suicide. He's like, look, this isn't, it's not your fault. I go, I, but it is. He goes, no, it's not. He goes, you know, and he said to, I remember forgetting, he goes, you were chapter three in his in her life. Chapter one was the root of the problem. You weren't there for chapter one, meaning wow. when she was born. Right. Wow. You know, he goes, you are, so you, you were just a chapter that came along. You can't blame yourself on this. Right. And then she and then he said you she would have done this a long time ago if she never met you. We were together for six years. She goes you probably gave her the six best years of her life. He goes so she would have done this at some point anyway. And right. if you didn't meet her, she would have done it six years ago. So you actually gave her six years. And it was so fucked up because that's exactly what she wrote 
in her note, her suicide note, that you gave me the best six years of my life, and if this isn't your fault, I would have done this a long time ago. Like still, word for it's word, it's still gotta crush you, though. I mean, it was, but it was fucking, it was so weird and right. eerie that the guy said the same exact thing that she wrote to me in her note. Fuck, you know what I mean? So it just fucking, it just when I heard that and all that stuff, then I realized, you know, it really helped me. It fucking, right. you know, it probably pushed me two years ahead of the grieving. Sorry, I gotta stop you here, because I want to play this clip from Jim's self-written one-man show, I'm Your Savior. I'll leave a link in the description. It's basically Florentine's life story, and deals with his constant struggle of finding himself with drama-causing women. It makes you laugh out loud, and cry a little too. As soon as my son gets a little older, I'm gonna make him watch it. Here's that clip. I'll tell you, man, you know what really helped me, man? Look, I went to therapy, I went to suicide uh, groups, survivors of suicide, I went to everything, read every book on suicide, depression, all that stuff, all that stuff helped, but I'll never forget about nine months into my morning, my friend Laura told me about this guy named Gypsy. She goes, look, this guy's a spiritual healer, he's a shaman, go see him, he's gonna change your life, you need to go see him. And you know what, I was never into that new age shit, but when, when, when someone takes someone from you that close and you blame it on God, you know what, God did that to me, fuck him. All right, I'll try to go, what's this guy gonna do? She goes, oh, look, he's gonna massage all the shitty feelings out of your body. And right away, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa I'm not getting a massage from a guy. <laughs> but then I was thinking, what if he has some cool wrestling pictures? Do yourself a favor and check out the whole show, I'm Your Savior. Link's in the description. Go ahead, Greg. Did he meditate after that? Or? A little meditation, but then he recommended a lot of books. Uh, the Four Agreements by this Don Miguel Ruiz, a great fucking, you know, therapy book, you know, like a, a self-help book. And then uh, The Power Now, this Eckhart Tolle dude right. that Oprah used to always talk about, whatever, just living in the moment and all this stuff. Sure. But So he goes, go read those books, read every one, go, go back and get all the old catalog and just constantly keep working on yourself. So he gave you basically homework to do. Right. You know, but I, when I walked out of it, I felt like a fucking million dollars. This is about a month after my ex you know what I mean? Like you just fucking massage. You know, you know when you get an amazing massage yeah. and you feel fucking well. That be, between that and then him talking to me and just you know going through shit. He goes, look, all that Catholic shit is all bullshit. You know what I mean? I should have never felt. You know, because you, you feel guilty. You carry that fucking rage, and then you're angry because I was angry. Like when I grew up Catholic, like I didn't have, I didn't jerk off till I was 21. I didn't have sex till I was 18 because right. I really thought I was going to burn in hell. And Wait, every, you jerked off after you had yeah, sex? Yeah, I jerked off after I had sex. <laughs> you're, and you're, even the you're first a mess. no, the first time I jerked, I tell a story. The first time yeah. I jerked off, I fucking felt so bad. The next day, it was like in the middle of the night. I was drunk. Right. I felt like the biggest loser. In the next day, I'm walking around like everyone's looking at me, like what a loser. I felt that bad that I. I did that. I would then, masturbate like, like when I was 15, like I was in prison next to my brother while he was sleeping. I used to blow a load in his socks and put him back in his sock drawer. Fuck you, see, I would See, I wish I would have done that, that. George. I was a late bloomer. I, but I, I tell the story like four days later, I got over it and I fucking started because it felt so good. I started jerking off like a madman. Within a week, I was within a week, I had bursitis in my right arm. I, no! I swear to God, I go to the doctor. I was playing softballs on the softball team. The playoffs were starting. I swear to God. And I went to the doctor. My oh, fucking shoulder was killing me. He's like, what are you doing with this right arm? Because he checked ball. Like, I had nothing. He goes, because you definitely, it's overuse. He's like, you got bursitis. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm a lefty. I don't even know why I'll be in the right. Oh, my God, I he's got Tommy right. John surgery from jerking off. Dude, I, I, missed, I missed two playoff games. I showed up in my arm in a sling. 
I swear to God. You're right. Your right arm is a Popeye arm. I, it was in a sling. <laughs> in a for sling. For like fucking five days. Oh, he's got a ponytail on his palm. <laughs> but the the Catholic guilt and rage, uh, you weren't you weren't one of those altar boys that got touched. I was an altar boy, but I didn't get touched. Didn't get but t- I was in, but uh, you're sure about that? No, I definitely didn't. Okay. I, didn't, I was an altar boy. No, but, I don't know if some, uh, they say some people block it out. No, I, know, I definitely know I didn't. But a lot of the priests molested a bunch of people in the neighborhood. Yeah, mine too. And then my he took were- off. And they, he was just gone. He was in a different parish, that yeah. whole shit. But I was in Catholic school for like 10 out of 12 years. So I fun. had the priests watch us take a shower in high school. Oh, yeah, The priests would guy. watch us take showers yeah. in gym class to make sure we showered and stuff. It was fucking creepy shit. Right. What I do you mean to paddled. make sure you shower? Yeah, I, yeah. I, oh, no. I, no, we all understand right. what yeah. that really yeah. means, but no one questioned that back then. It's amazing to me. We were in an air-conditioned gym, you know what I mean? Yeah. We were just fucking... <laughs> yeah, well, we, were, we really weren't that sweaty. Well, we used to talk about this on the old show. We're going to have phone calls. Uh, we're going to have phones on the podcast soon. But anyway, uh, where they talk about the same shit where the, the priest would make everyone get naked for swim class and all this shit, and no one was questioning this around. Well, my par- that time? my parents until until the story broke that the priest buried the whole fucking town, yeah, like, buried all the kids. They uh, the priest was always right. Like it was a complete opposite. Like now the parents question authority for you. But when I was a kid. You, you could say anything to my parents, and it was they would believe them over me. Oh yeah, they never. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know the the priest would come and be like, "Your son sucks." You know what I mean? Tell him to stop sucking my dick. It's ridiculous. And they're like, stop sucking a priest's dick. Like, <laughs> right. I'm like, what is this? That is really a good point, You know, man. it's it's complete opposite because, now. I mean, the parents don't trust shit. They yeah, don't they trust would, They would always take the, the adult side. I never I never For, had one judge in my favor. Like, yeah. the bus driver said I was a piece of garbage. I was a piece of right. garbage. You know, the neighbor... The fifty-year-old neighbor that lived by himself—he he had precedent over me. That is that is a really smart point because uh, me and Florentine, our sons are about the same age. We question everything. Absolutely, now, man. my man, mother. I'm not yeah. believing in an adult over my kid ever. My no. mother and father blind faith. With but you're any right authority. back then. Any authority. No, but that was everyone did that. But somewhere along the way, it changed. Maybe because of all these stories coming out. News. My parents didn't know. My parents only read one newspaper a week. They yeah. didn't know what the fuck was going on. They were these blue collar people. Yeah, they, they're not in the, the internet. But there was nothing like that. They only knew what they people told them. Yeah, it was a different. You can get away with murder back then. But but uh, getting back to the shaman, and my wife did write back. My shaman cost one hundred and fifty dollars, and I'm sure she gave him two hundred. Well, that's half of what quarantines cost, so that explains why he's giving you heroin. But he, I, yeah, but he brought <laughs> it definitely and, a, and a flight. Yeah, like. Dude, I told the story on an earlier podcast, but it's worth uh, to, uh, bringing up some of this to you. So he came in in full gear, all sorts of trinkets, all the Native American drums. He drummed his ass off in my my apartment on the Upper West Side, driving my neighbors nuts, really loud on the drums. Deep meditation, Reiki. He brought in uh, tree branches that he was like just kind of brushing me with. And then all of a sudden he's like, are you ready? And I'm like, ready for what? Like, we did all this stuff. Right. And in meditation, he's like, oh, man, you got a lot of darkness around you. Not coming from you, but you got a lot of darkness. So I'm going to do th- this thing. And basically he was shooting arrows at, at my enemies. <laughs> Okay. While we're in deep meditation, see, like Jim Story and I doesn't wanted, sound like this, but it I wanted to so laugh good. at that. Right, but then, like, like I am now, ha ha ha! That's a fucking but, joke. But as soon as he left, I was immediately felt like I was more in control of all the 
craziness that was going on well, around. Settle me. in with this was kids. after the show ended right, after, yeah. after a long run. So you, you know, yeah, yeah, you know the players and how exhausting and stressful and all that horseshit was, yeah. and it took its toll on me. And after I saw the shaman a couple times, it, I I think he helped me you know to get back on uh, on that road. Yeah, you know the other get... stuff too, therapy and really trying to work on myself, but. He goes, are you ready? He he picks up a fucking pipe. And I'm like, what is this? He's like, basically, he didn't want to tell me what it was. And he's like, you got to trust me. He goes, hold it up to your right nostril. Put it in your right nostril. Fucking Miami, baby. And then <laughs> he leans in. He's no more than three inches from my face and blows as hard as he can and, and throws uh, Peruvian powder up my, uh, my nose. And it, immediately, the whole right side of my body was on fire. Every every nerve was just firing. Right, and it felt it felt hot, but it it was really it's hard to explain. Just incredible awareness. And what was that supposed to do? It, it, it's tobacco based, and it's a lot of plants. And you know, he goes deep. He believes like plants could heal the body and and search out like negativity in the what body. What kind of plants? Like from Bolivia. Well, it was he was down in uh, the rainforest. He went yeah. down to get the shit. Well, that's where the airstrip is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like American was, made. But I'm a Cuban man. This sounds fucking no, terrible. No, but we but we This is what scared me and my wife. Like she kind of knew him through the yoga community that we're part of and all of a sudden we were like, we're that trusting where now this guy's just blowing shit up your nose and we I guess we wanted to believe that bad because I really needed I needed something. Yeah. I needed somebody to help me a little bit. And then he did the left side, and now my whole body is like just rocking. And it was a tobacco base. That's why it made you beyond hyper. Then we started meditating, and I'd see my dad in this meditation in a way that I just know he's still looking over me, even though he's been dead for 14 years. And I can't explain it in human language what I was feeling and seeing, but I knew it was very like... Like, there was a lot of peace and a lot of love around me. And then it got just crazy where I couldn't take it anymore. And then you just start puking. And he, he says that's like you're getting you're getting the negativity and all this horseshit yeah. out of your body. I think it's more symbolism than anything, to be honest with you. But the puking was insane. And then I had to lay on the floor. I didn't want to open my eyes for like 20 straight minutes because I knew if I opened my eyes, I would start puking again. Like your worst buzz when you were a right, kid. Yeah, right. And then slowly but surely, I started coming, you know, back together. And then I had like the most beautiful just time hanging out with my wife and talking about like everything that happened while he was in the house. And and I instantly started feeling like I, you know, like I I I was going to be all right if that makes sense. I, I had a feeling like that yesterday. So, oh no, <laughs> no seriously. So I felt good, you know, like I was like, ah man, you know, the holidays are coming. And I was at a strip club called the Hitching Post, which is incredible. And the where's that again? That's... In Patterson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim, yeah. let me know. I'll pick you up. I know. No, I think I, I've been there before. I, people <laughs> literally Rudy clap me when I walk in there. <laughs> you, how you smiled? You've been there. <laughs> yeah, just trying to remember. I, I know like, oh, I've yeah, been there. Yeah, yeah. I just can't. So I'm like, you know, I sometimes might have changed the name. And I'm of the like, place, wow, you know, I, I, I should get in a relationship or something. So I'm in the back in the in the back room, in the touchy room. Yeah. And the girl gave me. She looked at me in the eye. She said, "You're so nice. I'm giving you a free song." Wow. And nice. I felt great about myself. Very nice. That's my feel-good story. <laughs> was it a short song? You know, <laughs> I was going to go with yeah, that, too. <laughs> a little Green Day number? Yeah. It, wasn't the, it wasn't the longest song. <laughs> yeah. She knows She knows yeah. when to give you a free song. <laughs> right. I mean, let me tell you. It wasn't in a God of Vita, was stupid. it? Right. <laughs> it wasn't a lunchtime two-for-one. <laughs> <laughs> I've had those before. All the best. It yeah. wasn't the Allman Brothers Whipping Post Live, was my it? Favorite, my favorite, when I, you know, when I was uh, when I was married, we used to all go together and go to this thing uh, called Legs and Eggs. Sure. 
So it's yeah. all over the place. They're the best thing in the world. So yeah. you know, you'd see people there like like texting their wives, yeah, I'm at Home Depot, just getting crushed in there. You leave at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, everyone's completely hammered, and they go back on their yeah. regular day. One of the best steaks I ever had was in a strip joint in uh, good old Dallas. What was that place called? Oh, the- um, uh, The Lounge or the something? Lounge, or, yeah, the Lounge, uh, The Hunting- Oh, it had a, a hunting uh, lodge theme. Was it the called? Lo- I think it was called the lodge. The lodge, maybe. Oh, yeah, I was in. I was. And in, it was I a strip was... joint, and they served steak, and it was yeah, one of the best steaks ever. Yeah. Had. One of the best. You know? One of the best steaks. Yeah. I had a steak the other day. At this place called Eleven in Miami. So it's like a strip club you've never seen before. Four floors, a pool with naked girls. Jesus, like crazy shit. So I'm there with a with a big chef in Miami. I'm on a date. Now I don't know, and she doesn't know that this is a strip club, but the guys that we're the guy and girl we're with are all about it, right? Miami chefs—they don't give a fuck. Right? Everybody's married, kind of not married. It's a it's a fucking free for all, right? So we get to the door, and there's like Bentleys and shit like that, and the guy's like, "All right, two thousand dollars for a table." We're like, "All right, we'll split it, whatever." We go in this fucking thing, and now I start to realize as I'm walking in, I'm like, "Holy shit!" This is a mega titty bar. And then I start looking at the same time the date that I'm on. She's looking at it like, oh, hell no. This motherfucker just brought me to it. So I'm like being schizophrenic. Like I'm looking at a girl. I'm like, hi. And then she's looking at me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like I didn't know what to do. And the fucking girl was, I couldn't even order a drink because this girl was so fine. Yeah. And, and I'm like, what do you want? She's like, uh, just get me whatever. Like she's all annoyed. So she was annoyed that it was a strip club. Yes. And because first of all, I mean, I was with a, with a solid eight. These were 40s. Like yeah. they were just dimes, just hot. And one after another. And they're like Cuban, like, hi, Bobby, how are you? And I start speaking Spanish. She's getting real annoyed. And I'm saying shit that everyone knows is fake. I'm like, this place stinks. <laughs> it's like, you want to leave? I'm like, no. <laughs> I can't find a car. Like, bro, we were, it was the most beautiful strip club. Then you go upstairs, bunch of naked girls, and a steakhouse. So then I got stuck upstairs trying to, you know, because now the girl wants to still have the fucking date. So this finger banging going on all around me. And I'm just like, did you try that screen spinach? I'm like, I fucking wanted to die. But the place is called Eleven. Did she ever get, did she get a lap dance that night? So what happens is I was like, all right, there's only one way to do this. And there's only one thing I know in Miami that'll soften up any girl and that's fucking sangria. I'm like, give me a picture of sangria. And she's just, all of a sudden I look at it. And it didn't matter anymore? And then I look at it and her eyes were gone. That's there was nothing there. And then I was like, all right, let's go downstairs. This lava cake is terrific. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, they a, make their own whipped cream. That's a stripper's getting And it's just like a, there's a girl getting impaled behind me. Quarantine <laughs> <laughs> gave you a beautiful. No, that's a, that's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great first date. Oh, my God. And then, you know what? But it loosened her up good. I mean, well, now now it's four o'clock in the morning and she's just throwing fucking dollars everywhere. And it, was, and it turned into, I'm telling you, you, you just got over that barrier. And then it was a party. Because girl, you bring a girl to a strip club and she gets into it, one of the best. One yeah, of the if best she gets into it, that's the problem. We, uh, you know, you all gotta, the girls flock to you. Because well, right? the girls rather yeah. get no. money and get touched from a girl than get touched by this little ogre, my sweaty fucking face well, and my well, glasses. T- tag me so I could continue this and tell you the tag, other, tag, you're the in, other no, side you're of this. So, yeah, what is it? The Hampton uh, Beach Casino up there in New Hampshire? You probably play that. Yeah. That, and, and what's the strip club nearby? I don't know that one because I never went to the maybe strip or club. something? I'm trying to remember. This is a million years ago when we were uh, up there in Boston. So we're doing a gig at the Hampton Beach Casino, and then we all get the bright idea. It's me and Anthony, his wife at the time, 
my girlfriend at the time, I, I was with the wrong fucking person, and other people. So it was, it was guys and girls. And then it's like, hey, let's go to the strip club. And everyone's like, yeah, cool. But my girl's like, eh, not cool. <laughs> but she got talked into it. I'm like, are you going to be okay with this? Because we're going into a strip club, right? So we go in, same shit. There's naked women all over the place, uh-huh. festive, nice. Everyone is just feeling it as couples like, oh, this is a little weird to be with your your you know, your your uh girlfriend or wife in a strip yeah. club but everyone's going with it like this is cool long story short i spent the next hour staring at the beer tap and trying to look at the reflection of the naked girls in the beer tap because no. every oh. time because every fucking time i was looking i'm getting the side eye and i'm getting that fucking look like how dare you, you I'm like, what, what, what do you think we're fucking doing in here what am i supposed to do yeah that's not a good thing yeah you're trying to get her boozed up like i did and next thing you know i remember to this day there was a beer tap with three or four it was brass and so it was shiny and i'm just staring at that like don't look at any of the women this is going to be more hell than it's going to be worth when you get home i went with one girl a girlfriend of mine i just wanted to go and I'm like alright I'm like you sure she's like no I want to go my friends go and I said it's fun within 10 minutes she's just getting mad right? yeah. she's like you're looking at the girls I go where do you want me to look oh, yeah, right? yeah. what the fuck you want me to do they're yeah. beautiful I'm like, let's just get out of here. There's no, I don't want to ruin I want to. I go, no, you don't want to be here. I right. don't want to be there. Any girl that's better looking than you, you're going to judge right. yeah. and then you're going to be thinking, you I'm should have thought about that as you ate Hot Pockets for the last three months and now you got that yeah. little belly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you're the reason we're, 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 you're the reason we're here. But I'm looking at her like, stop putting ketchup on everything with that fucking <laughs> oh, sugar. Oh, shit. It's going to be on Twitter. At Jim Fortin, at Heinz. But I'm looking at her like you just said, like, yeah. what do you think we're going to do in a strip club? I'm, I'm not going to look at the, these girls. They're topless all over. Yeah. The fucking place. And then fast forward, my wife, you know, when we were dating, her this is her brother uh decided to d- spend uh, a day where we all went to what's called the Elephant Graveyard. Yes, this sounds great. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like it's gonna be a It's a strip yeah. club uh outside Philly. Oh, okay. And, and strip club. They call it the Elephant Graveyard because it's where the old strippers go to die, basically. Okay. They can't get jobs my anywhere else. Favorite. And so they go to this place. So we go thinking it's going to be a fun time and there's a pool table. Yeah, you know, whatever. We walk in and all the girls, they, they switched them out. They decided, no, we ain't the elephant graveyard anymore. So it was the top talent in the area was all in, smoke in this place. All smoke shows. And my wife, uh, now wife, you know, Beyond cool, she didn't give a fuck. She has confidence in herself, uh, right. unlike the you know the, the past one. That's the difference, I think. If you have confidence in yourself, you can deal with. Some yeah, but of when, shit. when girls are hot, they enjoy strip clubs. Like Lindsay's not a mortal. You know what I mean? Like it's like when you like you, I go with a girl who looks like half like a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Right. You know what I mean? And you show up to a strip club. Yeah. And there's a girl with fucking heels, and she's perfect. She's gonna get weird. Yeah. Hot chicks are fine. They're like, oh, this is great. You know and, what I mean? Because they look like them. And and then we shamed one of the strippers by accident. She was behind the bar. Oh, always something. Over. And we, always, <laughs> you know, you just can't. There's, there's always has to be a little shit on your show. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta write my wife right now to get the story exactly right. But this girl was behind the bar. We thought she was like the barmaid or whatever, or the bartender or something. And we call her over because <laughs> we want beers. And and it just happened that a song was starting there. So all of a sudden she starts seductively stripping in front of us as we're standing near the bar and me and my wife look at each other and just start laughing out loud cracking up at how ridiculous this scene was right Right, yeah and next thing you know the girl is like shamed we didn't mean to shame her and now she's putting her clothes out and trying to cover up that girl girl got naked with the one arm and you start laughing it's just inappropriate (laughs) 
He laughs at fucking butt naked chicks in the bathroom. What are you gonna do? No, she's you in know? a bathtub with, with uh, one arm. Jim, there, it was funny. I, one time we were on a my friends but, and I. Uh, we were uh, on a, <laughs> like all right. The, the, the nasty ones are great. There's one nasty one near my house. So let, we, me and my friends, would get together the night before Thanksgiving. Everyone's back ah. in town. So about three years ago, we go there, and we haven't been there in years. And there are other fucking hasn't changed. Same right. thing, whatever. And they're doing a raffle. They're raffling off a turkey. So the girls are coming around raffling off a turkey for Thanksgiving the next day. And we put some money. And my friend Tim won the fucking turkey. He's like, what am I going to do? I got a wife and three kids at home. She doesn't even know I'm here. I go, I'll, I'll, strip I go, I'll take the turkey. I brought it home. I brought it home. I'll take the yeah. turkey. So, you know. It was in my freezer for like two years. I couldn't bring it the next day to our family thing. Like, yeah, where'd you get the turkey at? I just how, yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> raffled up a turkey at a strip club. So, listen, guys, there, there was one time we were on a strip club <laughs> bender, right? We went to strip clubs every day. Like, it was for like months. And one day we go to my friend's birthday party and my friend's running late, right? So we're all at the bar and there's a hot bar. Now we're at a regular restaurant. And this fucking hot girl, they had like this little, it was called V Steakhouse back then, up, up the road. And these girls had these little V-necks and this girl's just breasts were out. And here comes my friend. He's like, sorry, guys, I, I was running late. And he takes a 20 and he puts it in the girl's cleavage. This is a regular restaurant. Wow. The girl goes, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right. right. And Because we were in strip clubs. Yeah. Every day he looks at us, he looks at us angrily, he goes, where the fuck did you people bring me? <laughs> he was so mad. He just thought it was automatically a strip club. And he just walked in. He's like, how you doing, doll? And just put 20 bucks in the steakhouse's girl's fucking tits. And he was so fucking mad at us. That's great. He goes, you cocksucker. You're going to get me killed. I thought this why, why are we even here? <laughs> he, didn't even, he, didn't, he forgot how to be in a normal fucking place. That's, oh, I think I might have the record for in a strip club. From getting lap dances with no them grab me or anything, just turn them grinding on right, me. Yeah, there was one time, and it wasn't that long ago, ten years ago. Okay. I came twice in forty-two minutes in my pants. That's that goes, two times that and two different girls. Now let me ask you. I got to ask you, professional strip club. Two questions. in forty-two minutes in my pants without them touching. Underwear, no underwear. Underwear. At sweatpants or jeans? Jeans. That's a fucking marvel. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Hats off, bro. That's un- and no chafing. You're good. No, it's good. Did you point it down? No, I pointed it up. Of Holy course. shit! Well, that's you got to point it up. Yeah, but you that, you that belt buckle that button can wreak havoc, man. No, you just uh, you, know, it. you just go no going in. You always got to put it up. Oh but my God, so I, I get this one, and then I came and I go, all right, I'm pretty good. I'm sitting there drinking a beer, and my buddy's in the back right. getting a little lap dance, and I'm I, I'm like, I'm good. I'm ready to get out of here. As soon as he's done, I'm just drinking beers. And then he comes out. He goes, dude. He goes, you got to go to that one I just did. She's unbelievable. I go, I just fucking came. He goes, I'm telling you, <laughs> she's phenomenal. Go in there with her. I'm like, okay. I'm like, hey, I want to get. She goes, yeah, let's go. And she had a fucking gown on i'll never get it you know those chicks they would they wear the fucking long dresses the gown so she's grinding on me and i came and i didn't tell her i came yeah and i had like the head was sticking out of my underwear a little <laughs> so a little came out like on my on my stomach yeah. and it went on her dress because she was grinding she yeah. had to dress up a little yeah so i'm like i go i'm good after i came a second time, she goes you sure i go yeah i'm good i go i know you're busy and stuff like that i appreciate it my friend recommended you and she's like okay no this is i so, fucking lie she goes, all right, you sure? Because you got another song. I go, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. So I pull my pants. I, I, I leave, and I'm walking out, and she's putting her dress back on. Ah! She, a half, she just goes, ew. <laughs> ew. I swear to God. 
I ran into the bathroom and hid in there for like 10 minutes. It's like 10 minutes. Yeah, you got it. You she got had it. no idea I came, and then it was all over her dress. Ew. Oh, my God. But I, I'll, I'll, that was the second one in 42 minutes. Yeah. Listen, guys, you want to see it? <laughs> How sh- how my single life is. Obi, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna show you this text that I sent to my boys last night. Okay, <laughs> hold on, and this will explain everything. So this is three three of my friends that we share. Like we have a group text. This is me when I text last night at the strip club. Look at the picture. Oh, yeah. Look what I wrote. <laughs> Can I read it? Yeah, go ahead. Ten minutes ago, I came on her to- uh, on her foot. <laughs> <laughs> Reporting live. <laughs> and then your friend just writes back, "Jeez, that's great. Jeez, 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 with an extra e. Jeez." <laughs> <laughs> I send oh, Opie shit. shit. I I send. I, it must be jarring when I send you those. Yeah, texts. He sends me some stuff, and I'm like, "What the fuck, dude?" Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah. When you get single, though, you're just like, "All right, oh, man, I'm fucking." I guess full on. I guess Carl's trying to brag. Oh, not just fun. Nah, it's, it's just, just fun. It's a guy thing. It is. It's not. Mean? It's not even bragging. I'm not bragging at all. It's just fun. I know. It's, it's just fun. Good. It's all good. But getting back to that chum real quick, I could yeah. see anyone thinking it's it's full, they're full of shit. But your story is different. It's a scam. Like, I, I could see that. You could tell. No, it's not that different. No, I can as see much well, he didn't bring, he didn't have like drums and shit like that. But I could see people thinking that. Like, no, this on, guy's this guy. hardcore. He teaches uh, Reiki and uh, meditation. Do you meditate? No, I love it. I don't I'm do that. More and more into, it. but continue. Sorry, but I, th- I just, but but when he quoted those things out yeah. of her note, I'm like, this is fucked up. And then I bring this this girl with me that was having some problems. Right. Okay, she's five weeks pregnant. No, you can't tell at all five weeks. You just found out this guy knocked her up. I bring her in there to him. Within two minutes, he goes, you're pregnant. How the fuck did he know that? You know what I mean? And she's like, oh, my God, this is so weird. So they have some kind of thing going on. I don't 100% believe it, but if you're in a fucking desperate spot in your life, I recommend it. You know what I mean? And you well, might, think, you know. You when know, I started telling people how amazing this guy was, people looking at me like, dude, you're fu- you're, right. you're no fucking, okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah, right. right, right. You saw a fucking UFO, you know, kind of like that thing, you know, whatever. But it worked at the time, you know what I, I mean? I went back after my divorce. I went back a few more times, right. whatever. So, you know, it I, is I, what it is, but it could... It could help you get out of some shit if you oh, go through some I, I, shit. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I believe in a lot of the the voodoo stuff, but oh, right. I am Cuban. But I also, believe in that shit. but I believe that your 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 uh, your soul and your brain is incredibly powerful, and maybe something like the shaman is something that just kind of helps you push forward into you know self healing and yeah. getting you on track to figure your shit out. You know? Yeah, and then you know between the books that you know he says read these and shit like that, and you read all the shit like okay, you know what some of this stuff makes sense, and you just. You you get all that negative shit out of your life. Right. You get you know you're putting that at bay, right? Keeping it at a distance and stuff. So. I, I believe yeah. I believe that there are people that are that are permanently tuned in to on a different level. So it's the same thing going on, but they can right. just smell, hear, and you know when I when I learned that I was about maybe 17 years old and I was riding a bicycle, 15 about 15 years old, and riding a bicycle to the inner city park, and these two kids. We're all like from far away, but I can see him. And one kid pulls a gun and points it at me. Jesus. You know what I mean? And I got off my bicycle and I just froze. And I remember he's pointing the gun at me. To this day, I can smell. I could I could see every blade of grass. Everything was like, it was unbelievable. And after that day, I was so tuned in at that second. You know, like everything was a different color. Everything yeah, yeah. smelled different. 
I'm like, this is what these people must be like. So they're walking into something. Yeah. And they're seeing. So you're both in the same room, but they're. I was on another frequency. For those 10, 15 seconds, I was somewhere else. You know what I mean? It was just a, a different exchange. I, I could almost hear these kids. Yeah, yeah. It was intense. Everything yeah. gets uh, all your senses amplified. amplified. So I think there yeah. are people that, you know, if I if it happened to me, that means it's in there and it's possible. And that's why, like, some people just, well, he has a knack. It's not a knack. It's just that they're tuned in in a different way than you are. Yeah. yeah. Look, some people a, just walk through life dead. They don't fucking I, feel a thing or smell a thing. Or I saw the shaman again, and then, I, I mean, the stuff that he was blowing up my nose, it scared the fuck out of me. I'm, I'm an older guy. So did you throw and, up and, every time he did it or no? Oh, just the dude, first time? I mean, it makes you dizzy as fuck, man. I mean, you got it. But then that's why I question the voodoo angle of it. Like, wait, so I'm puking like uh, all this horse shit that's inside of me and negativity and all that? Or am I puking because you just made me dizzy as hell? You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, that's how I think. I, I, still, I, still throw, I still throw logic into it. Uh, but then we decided, like, yeah, maybe we should move on from this. But, do but you feel the better? two times I went, yeah, man. Oh, that's all that matters. Between that and other things I do, yeah, absolutely. So you want to try my strip club? <laughs> yeah, all right, we can do that. <laughs> so, but we'll find a girl. We'll tell her twenty the bucks. Joke She'll is, change her name to Shaman. That, the joke is though, we were so trusting. I'm like, is this a drug dealer? And this is how he gets you hooked on shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you know, I just he's like, I'm gonna blow this plant stuff up your nose, and I just went, all right. You know, I, I was willing to trust this guy that I literally met. Right. We talked for maybe a half hour in my kitchen, and then we uh, went to a comfortable place, and he started drumming the drumming like crazy and brushing me and fucking doing Reiki. And, That's and, crazy yeah, shit. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I didn't have any of the drums and the, the dust or any of that stuff. But Yeah. But then we looked it up, uh, you know, online, and it's like pretty, pretty uh, spiritual and pretty ceremonial. So... They've been doing it for, you know, thousands of years or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So, but Florentine, man, this was a lot of fun. What do you yeah. got going on besides the special? Uh, nothing. Just, you know, doing this stand-up page. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally going to that special. <laughs> I want to see it. Are, oh did, did you tape it yet? Yeah, I already recorded it. Yeah. Are you, you happy with it? Absolutely, yeah. Where's it coming out on? I don't know yet. We're tr- still trying to figure it out, but it'll be out by the end of the year. It won't be Netflix. I'm a white fucking male, so I got no shot. I mean, can I ask you, as a comedian, like, what was their strategy of dumping all the comedy shows at once, like releasing them all at what? Was well, their... No, they're, yeah, they're releasing 47 comedy specials on the same day. Yeah, what, what was the Netflix? Sh- yeah. yeah. Why? From all around the world. So it's now it's basically like, you know, if you're, you know, just a funny comic, uh, that, that, you know, we, you need more than that. Right, because I mean Netflix is worldwide, so you might want a Chinese guy on there to fucking you know, so Chinese people can watch him and a Muslim or whatever like that. But there, there's 47 comics. I think there's like three white guys. Oh god! And 40 on the same day, so just, nobody's going to give a shit about the comedy specials on Netflix because they're not really special anymore. They're diluted when right? you're dropping that many at the time. You know, you do yeah. one a month, a big one. Hey, yeah. this one, Chris Rock's coming. Of course, Bert Kreischer's coming. Whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, like no. do it like that, build it up. But they don't give a fuck. They're so big, and so they just fucking throw. They, they didn't release all of them yet, but it's oh. coming. Oh god! But yeah, ne- I, I mean, I read, I read an article. I'm like. Nobody could be happy about this. No, uh, even, no even, even a huge like, stand-up ah! comedy fan is going to be like, I can't wait for that day. It's just, it's like, it's like a band, your favorite band, putting a triple album out yeah. with fucking thirty songs on. Like, I didn't need thirty. Just no. give me nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just exactly. give me a. This is fucking exhausting. And to then go through. don't wait five or six years and give me another right. eight or nine. Yeah, give me next yeah. year. Right, but Spread don't give me. I don't bit. want thirty. I think at it's kind of dumb. Time. Maybe they're maybe they're getting out of that uh, business and they're just like dumping it so they can move on. Maybe. 
It does, you know. No, I mean, I, Netflix. Well, they probably did it super cheap. You know what I mean? Like they weren't paying twenty million for these comics. Right. You know, it's comics from all around the world, and whatever they pick. You know, the black lesbian. They're probably giving her a hundred grand. So <laughs> yeah. they're not paying twenty million for forty-seven people. Bro, your profession's getting weird, man. Yeah, man. All you but guys getting affect- in trouble. The one man. thing it is, it's not affecting the comedy clubs. I ask every comedy club. I ask the owners, the managers, everyone I go around the country. I go, are more people complaining about the shows? They go, absolutely not. They go, we're not getting any more complaints. People actually, you know, are comedy fans that are actually coming to see comedy. Everyone has a clip online, so you can find out what the comedians are playing there. You can watch a clip of their comedy and find out if you really want to go. So I think those people that are fucking, you know, those Twitter people that are offended by everything are not coming to the comedy clubs. They can't afford to. They're fucking little fucking Right, but they, they, it's not for them. I think right. I, So it's weeding them out. They're really not coming. And so the comedy club, they go, we're not getting any more complaints. I, I, I got complaints 20 years ago. Like, oh, he was making fun of women on stage. So, you know, that shit's been going on. But he, they said there's not more people walking out. We're not having more That's problems. Good. Which is great. Right. So I think the people that are coming to comedy clubs now know, hey, man, I just want to laugh. I want to have a few beers. Right. I don't want to hear about politics. I don't want to hear fucking, I just want to have a few, you know, I'm not going to judge every joke. Right. And all that shit, so. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. It seems like it's getting a little weird. There's comedians getting Someone made a good point. They said there's 20% of the world is on Twitter. Right. And 10% of people actually interact with people and fucking post all the time. The other 10% just have an account and they just read fucking news or whatever. So you're only talking about a little percentage of the people that are on Twitter. And everyone's listening to that. Right. Everyone's going off on tweeting at The Tonight Show. You're going to have Norm MacDonald on. And they read seven people going, I can't believe you're going to have that guy on. And they go, we better not have him on. That's seven people complaining around around the whole world. That audience, if you were on that day, no one would even know what even happened. <laughs> that whole audience, the studio audience, are like, "What are you talking about? What, what? What? I didn't even know what happened." That's a that's a dangerous road to go right, down. Right, so, but you're listening to those fucking ten percent of well, people that interact on Twitter. Ten, I, I, out of fifty people that I know, I know probably forty two of them are not on Twitter. Dude, right. you're preaching to the choir because uh, this comes up a lot. It happened in radio. They got rid of all the edgy radio shows because of the, the minority writing. Yeah. They would get a letterhead together, and they would send 10, 20 complaints to the radio station. And, and I'm like, look at the spelling. They don't they don't listen to us. Right. This is th- These are like foreigners, you know, because you made fun of an Asian or you made fun of uh, whatever. And so then they all write their letters to the radio station, and then the radio station panics and either suspends the people or really uh, puts rules in place where they can't do their craft anymore or it, it, they start firing them and I'm like these these people are not listening to this radio show you should ignore them right you but know that's, that's and, and, own... and the people that like things they don't go out of their way to compliment you or write that nice letter and I always used to tell the radio companies I work for people love this fucking radio show but they're not going to sit there and write a stupid letter and tell them how great the show no. is and send it in to you so why are you listening to these idiots know, that, just, and it's an obvious letterhead that one person started the damn thing you just focus why on you all caving? the negative exactly I know but it's fragmented everything I mean it's their own demise right if you look at uh, you know network TV and the night tonight shows and all the they're 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 a shell of what they used to be. Yeah, because they started listening to the people. They, exactly. They're not. They're not funny anymore. Well, they're no. It's, it's well, a when no they, compromise. When they canceled uh, Norm Macdonald on Jimmy Fallon, right? Right. Uh, I said on Twitter, I'm like, this is when you have the guy on. Right. But that's old every, every time. That's old entertainment. The new entertainment is appeasement. But that's ridiculous because every time someone got in trouble, 
Everyone watched that guy, uh, Hugh Grant. Think of Hugh Grant with the fucking prostitute. That would have never happened today. Wait, Hugh Grant was with a prostitute? uh, Cancel his appearance. But the guy went on and explained himself, and it made for amazing TV. That's when you you want the guy on. And Norm MacDonald could handle himself, and he probably would have explained himself pretty well to Jimmy Fallon. But then again, Jimmy Fallon probably wanted to get to the beer pong fucking uh, segment that he was going to do that night. Watch it with Madonna and play with... Kids' instruments. Well, that's always fun. Right. That's what it's become, man. <laughs> but, you know, Big Jimmy's the basically the boss there. And so, I like Jimmy Fallon. Right, so but, do I. But if, if, if somebody, he said his staff members were crying, I highly doubt that happened. No they fucking They were crying. That and if they McDonald's were, you should nobody probably cries, get exactly. Nobody cries But he's way. still the boss. He just goes, no, I don't care. This is going to be good. I want to talk to him. Norm's my friend. I have a long history with him. Maybe he said something wrong. Let him explain himself. How about you get that person a therapy dog and say, hey, exactly. take the day off. I know. I'm yeah. going to talk to my friend, Norm McDonald. <laughs> Because I'm sure Norm McDonald and Jimmy Fallon go way back. Of course they do. It's amazing that that's, that's scary going. that they did that. Because now all the shows are going to do that. You'd fucking what idiots. What did Norm McDonald say anyway? He just said basically, like, goes, you know, you you can't even apologize anymore. Usually you, you do your penance, you apologize, and you can have your career back. Now yeah. you even if you apologize, you're apologizing and you have no career and you still can't get it back. And he's like, you know, something about the victim. Something he said something about. Um, yeah. Well, what about you know what about Louis C.K. and and Roseanne? He goes, well, the victims didn't have to go through that. Right. What they went through, basically losing everything in a day. Right. So whatever, who just fucking just you know? Outside. I mean, let's be honest, a bit controversial, obviously. But if Fallon had him on, and, and, if, you, and if you put it in the con- no, he, but that's, you got to put things in context. Like yeah, if you but, put everything in a vacuum, we all say things that are crazy. Look, but if you see it, the whole conversation, he's having a conversation. I'm saying right or wrong, it's right. controversial though. Right. And then like now, Fallon basically the uh, the opening question is simply, "What do you mean by that?" Like explain further. Let's have an open dialogue. Let's discuss this. Right. And then guess what? You might hear uh, something you don't want to hear. Right. Maybe Norm like really uh, goes in hard defending hey, those guys. Enjoy your ratings. Whatever, <laughs> but that's not going to affect me at home. I'm not going to fucking you know crawl under my bed and cry and then you know have to uh, take a shower. Ninety nine percent of of the world didn't give a fuck what Norm Macdonald said. It was one percent that they were listening. Not to. even one percent. Even if not even, even it's like three I know. people. One percent of one percent. One percent of one percent. And even if even if Norm went on there, I Jimmy should have just did a regular interview. Didn't even bring it up. He's like, hey man. And Jimmy could have said, hey, this is a comedy show. I'm here to make people laugh. Norm's an old friend. we got a ton of stories. That's what we're going to talk about. Let him talk about that somewhere else. This isn't the show for it. That's all he's got to say. Now, I think but the- no, one, no one in show business thinks like that anymore. No, I know. Now they, they become, they make the problem actually big. Because now 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 it looks like it's a giant well, big deal, right? Well, because it could affect carpool karaoke. That is worse than craft beers, ketchup, fantasy football, and five other things, and Applebee's combined. (laughs) Combined. Combined. Yeah. (laughs) To finish this up, though, I thought uh, Louis Louis C.K. made a mistake when he came back and he didn't address... Like they say, the elephant in the Okay, room. I know why he didn't do it as a comic. Oh, please. Because he doesn't have the material ready yet. He's not going to go out there. He hasn't been on stage in about a year. But he's had nine or ten months to try right, to prepare Right, but he's so shit. rusty. 
Okay. That he doesn't want because he knows everyone's going to be talking about his first set, what he talked about. So he didn't. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. I kind of have a, a feeling because a comic, you don't know what's going to work or what's not going to work till you go on stage. So he's like, and he I'm doesn't not, have that. He doesn't have that venue. To, to he does. He, yeah. So I, so after a year, he's like, I haven't been on stage. I just want to get the rust off and just work out some jokes. Just get back into it, like the gym. Yeah. I'm not going to go full force in the gym. So I don't want. You know, the joke that I think I'm going to make about what the situation, I don't know if it's going to work. It might come off bad. So I'm going to wait on that. Let me get a few sets under my belt and then I'll start working on that material. Damn it, Florentine. Thank you. No, I just you. know it's a comic point of view. No, that's really smart. Be- and that's what he was thinking. Because I was surprised. I'm like, Louis C.K. isn't going to avoid this shit. He's going to he's going to tackle No, he's this. going to have a 20 so, minute hunk on it. Yeah, so so when he came out and didn't uh, address it stupid me, I'm like, what is that about? But that makes yeah. perfect sense. That's why he he was like it's not ready. I don't know if it's going to be funny and everyone's going to take it the wrong way if it's not. So let me just he supposedly I, I hear rumors that he's going to go to the Midwest and just do shows at a comedy club for like a month and work on his material basically and then come out and do it. So that's where he wants to do it. But he figured let me get up and you know, he went to governors I guess first and then he went to the comedy club. Oh, he seller. went to Governors yeah, first. Yeah, he did a do a set of. He no one's talking of, about the governors. Yeah, thing. he did a set of governors earlier before that, and then went to the comedy cellar. No kidding. Yeah, how's he doing? Like, is he all right? Like, I don't know. I mean, um, I don't. I'm not really friendly with him, you know. But um, you know, it's like, how long is it? How long? When is he supposed to come back? Like, is there a time limit? You know what I mean? Like, if it was in a year from now, is that okay? Is everyone's going to be okay with? He should just do it and just not listen. He's going to lose maybe, maybe five percent of his fans. If he did 10,000 people, he's going to do 9,000. Yeah. yeah. No one's going to care. Even, like, married people that live in the suburbs, the women, they don't care. Like, all right, yeah, I, so what? He jerked off in front of girls. All right, right I've had that in college. How many guys did that yeah. to me? And I just <laughs> yeah. laughed or whatever it was. You know what I mean? It's like he's not really going to yeah. lose his audience, and he's always done everything on himself anyway. So just do all your stuff on your website. You're still going to have your big audience. And fuck the end. Just go, hey, fuck you. I'm going to fight it. back. And I got my audience, and I got my website, and I got the money to fund my own shit. But I think he's at the point in his career uh, losing the Hollywood thing. It, that hurts because he's not going to have that Hollywood angle anytime soon with the Les Moonves and everybody else. Well, know. yeah, well, they're not going to they're not going to invite Louis back into that world. Anytime but let me soon. tell you something. But I, then I again, know. we're in a world where you can do it all yourself anyway. Well, that's what I'm saying. Point. People right. are rushing to get back on the Titanic. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you one thing from you know being in, on food TV. You know, ooh, ooh. And the, the um, all the execs that I talk to are absolutely panicked. Like the ratings. What is considered a, a, a hit show now? My friend told me, he's like, Carl, what we think is a hit show now on ABC, NBC, CBS would have got dumped in a second. <laughs> the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years right. ago. Right. Like, it wouldn't have even been. He goes, you know, he goes, between all three late night talk shows, they're, they're, they're not even Johnny Carson's worst Monday with a guest. Yeah. Imagine. No, yeah, but then, I mean, yeah, all right. Like, you know, but, like. I mean, there's a lot of factors to that, obviously. I mean. We, it's too spread out because they. Well, it, they, we only had three channels back then, too. But, I'm, but it's and, all. And no phones. It's watered down shit. It's watered and when down it's, shit. when it's watered down shit, that's what, like, when cable first started taking off, all of a sudden these new channels are popping up with edgy programming, FX and USA, and they had these great shows yeah. on. No one's, all the fucking regular TV that they force fed down our throat, those shit sitcoms with the fucking goofy laugh track. <sighs> 
And then we had other options. Everyone went that way. Yeah. Like, finally, we got something. So now there's even more. Uh, you're watering the show. It's almost like regular radio. Yeah. Regular radio's got more conservative yeah. with the music they played when yeah. Satellite came out and yeah. all the other streaming services. And they think that's the way to go. Meanwhile, no one listens to that shit anymore. And it'll die. You know what I mean? Cause, and they got they should have taken more chances, and they didn't. So it's like, no one's... Who's listening to fucking Q104? You Nobody. know what I mean? To hear the fucking light my fire and bad to the bone fucking 17 <laughs> times a day. Nobody, they got even more conservative. Well, you, you should have taken to, some chances. And, and the funny thing is, right. you know, I came from that world, obviously. So uh, rock radio, you were still playing the same horseshit songs, but you were able to say some crazy ass shit. Right, in exactly. Between the records. And that was okay. So yeah. now you're still playing the horseshit songs, and and the the jocks can't say anything. So and, that's and why, then the ratings come out, and they're surprised that they're not going up. Right. So that's why everyone's going to podcasts if they want to hear edgy material or right. their favorite person on podcasts. And the music, they could just go to Pandora or they get fucking Apple Music and just listen to it there. Mike. TV. Everyone could be their own media conglomerate now. It's they can. You the, could do it the, all the yourself. Of, you could. You could. Uh, I, I watch things like I, do, I, do, I like to watch trends and stuff just to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Like um, at C, on CNN at I don't know three o'clock, they have the same amount of viewers as some dude talking about politics or something on a YouTube channel. Yeah. By yeah. himself. Yeah. Same amount of viewers. Yeah. My, I got, and this guy doesn't have a building with the satellites and the and Jake Tapper and running his mouth and Wolf Blitzer. You know the salaries and all that shit? Well, so, I mean, but as soon as their contracts are up, they're, gone. Know, they're gone too. I, I got a beautiful 80-inch TV on my wall. And I, yeah, I'm bragging, but I'm also saying it's so antiquated. That felt like a brag. I, I, that's a brag. My my strip club thing wasn't a brag. Well, that was that <laughs> felt like a brag. But I want right? to say how big the TV is to make right. the point that it, it doesn't matter how big this fucking thing is. It it feels so antiquated on the wall now. My kids don't watch that thing. Right. They'd rather watch their shit on an iPad. If it's not on their iPad, it's a waste of time to them. You know, because they can interact with their iPad. Yeah. And I, I, I spend my time on Netflix watching documentaries, and, and I take a peek at the news. That is it. And and then, of course, my three uh, football teams. But besides that, no, I have yeah, no I mean, use for it. Those sitcoms? Oh, my God. Right. Who the fuck still watches that and shit? And who's going to watch fucking, you know... Some celebrity, I mean, go on, go on, uh, you know, James Corden and fucking tell about her, you know, her plane ride to New York. <laughs> Some fucking fake story that never happened. That's not funny at all. But you, you know, like my son's gonna be, like, yeah, you fucking kidding me? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, no, I'm watching wrestling. He's fucking watching wrestling. Or he's right. watching YouTube. He's got the WWE fucking app, and that's right. all he watches and shit like that. But so that. That shit is so dated. If you're not going to take any chance, at least take some chances. Yeah. Know what I think? If you're going to be on regular, if you're going to be on regular TV, they should have kept Roseanne on. Who the fuck wouldn't watch that no, after the controversy? Listen, oh my was, god, that was the dumbest thing. No, because Who the fuck wouldn't watch that? No, because by the time new episodes are going to air, is not going to be till like November or January. Nobody's right. going to give a fuck about it. It happened six months ago. So by the time that new show, new new episodes, it, 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 nine months, but that's ninety when, million things happen. But that's when then. I and many people like like us, we're all on the same page but, in this room. That's when we want to watch. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. I wasn't going to watch Norm MacDonald on Fallon, and I love Norm MacDonald. Right. But if I knew he had that controversy, and, and then the headline is that he's going to be on Fallon tonight, holy fuck. I'd watch Fallon. I'd be watching. Right. Or And if they said uh, Roseanne's going to address the issue in the show, we, the writers are going to write it into the show, you know what I mean, about something like that. But there's no reason she should have got fired. They just panicked, you know what I mean? Like too, They wanted that show soon. to... So whoever greenlit that show... 
Everyone around him wanted that show dead anyway because, like we were talking before, politics has seeped its way into everything. Like right. It's either you're on the right or the, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. No one's talking to each other. No, the, the left hated that she she had yeah. 19 million viewers the first week and it was the number one. They the hated biggest, it. The biggest show ever in the last, like, 15 years. Right. A, you know, they were like, what the fuck? There's a pro-Trump band. Right. Yeah, so they, you know, they hated that that happened. So anyway, <sighs> you could fucking take that it's down. A, it's exhausting. It is. I mean, you know, the, the sitcoms we grew up with, like Archie Bunker and all that. Yeah, yeah Sanford and Son. I know it's been said many times Even by Three's many company. different people. Three's company. You can't make those shows now three's and company. they were brilliant i know the writing that, was brilliant all they were doing was trying to get laid on three's company yeah. jack had a girl here you watch her because right. i got one in this room yeah. and i'm gonna go in this room yeah. and He's, when he was a chef at the regal beagle just right. crushing and then they show up and it's an ugly girl he's like oh, <laughs> oh like, ugly. The, how, am I gonna, how am i gonna get out of this yeah, exactly. you know what i mean but real life real life it's, it's a it's a shame what's happened man like i can't talk to anybody but then, about politics because it's because the, peop- the things that people say to me is so drastic. Yeah, yeah. I can't take you serious. But then we don't. Yeah. But then the other side of the coin, we don't know shit because like then you have Ellen DeGeneres. She crushes as as she's just dancing around the fucking audience and I can't watch and it. James Corden with his dumb uh, carpool karaoke. These things are cr- killing out there. But but they have no. I com- don't know why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why right now because. All Twitter and all these politically correct have eliminated the competition for these people. So it's artificial. Yeah. You know, if you wipe out all the edgy stuff around everything, what are you left with? Right. You're left with whoever they want you to. So people are watching this not because they want to, but because there's nothing else to fucking watch. You think that's what it is? We're back to the. What are you going to watch? Oh, Christ. FX said that they would take Louis back. Like that, the, the yeah, they did. FX. Yes, you know, because I definitely consider. Yeah, because no one has talk. watched FX since that exactly. show went off the air. I couldn't tell you one one show on that network now. No, yeah, he, and then he was executive producing Pam's show. I think that's still. I on. forgot about FX until you just mentioned. Yeah, it. Yeah, I know. FX I, was I, awesome. I, I never watched FX until Louis was on, yeah. and then I would watch, and then it was some right. other shows. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, FX so is cool. They know that you know I got to bring Louis back. He fucking did it. All you got to do is the executive go, hey man, he did his time. He fucking got punished just like a jail cell. Look. Michael Vick fucking electrocuted dogs. He did his time in fucking a year and a half in jail, came back and was back in the NFL. And some people were pissed, but he, hey, he fucking did his... he still played. He still played. Yeah, but the difference is if Michael Vick did it today, you know, he would never come back. That's how far the culture has moved. Yeah. And one other point about Ellen DeGeneres, she gets away with murder on that show. I know she does well, but... She's a lesbian that gets to rub up against women. Right. That's her job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to see it. She fucking, she dances to start the show off and goes down the rows and right. it's just like dirty dancing with all these women. She's priest touching oh, everybody. She's all the brilliant. Way yeah. What are you going to do? Anyway, uh, what do you want to promote, Florentine? I think we did it, man. This was awesome. Um, yeah, Absolutely just go to my awesome. website, jimflorentine.com. All How's my tour dates are up there. My podcast, Comedy Metal Midgets, out every Monday. And uh, yeah, that's it. My my I, my book's out. Everybody's awful yes. except you. It's in bookstores on Amazon. Did well. Yeah. Did all right, man. You know, still out there. Still fucking, you know. All right. With the holidays that coming, that, that's something I people could buy. House. Yeah. That's, I, huh? I got the house. I got, I got, the, I got house. the t-shirts made, too. I want one. Yeah. That, yeah. That's that's a, that's a great... That could be the best name for a special ever. <laughs> I got the house. <laughs> I, I, it just, it's literally... I love it. <laughs> you got to come on stage. Oh, well, you're... You, did it. it should be in giant letters behind you. I know. <laughs> giant. 
That's got to feel good. I got the house. I got the house. Uh, I got my life back. That's about it. Yeah, Florentine. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Great seeing you guys. Oh, absolutely. God, yeah. All right, Joey. Twitter. Oh, catch up at you, Florentine. <laughs> Did you see the Skinner documentary? No, because I don't have Showtime, and I'm waiting for it to come on iTunes. All right. Then you, I hear it's amazing. Next time you come on, we got to talk about that documentary. I hear it's unbelievable. I fucking loved it. What? You hear that? I don't hear anything. I heard that. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. Did, did everyone else hear that? Or is it, I heard it. That uh, everyone heard that. That right, made Joe, me fucking laugh. That's this, how we end today. That's <laughs> awesome. Right. Take it away, Joey. <laughs> Thanks, Chef, and thank you for downloading our 40th episode. Loving the Phase Two vibe in studio big time so far. But you'll still hear Opie on location like at Gebhardt's or walking around town talking to a random New Yorker. We're just mixing it up and big plans are ahead. Don't forget to give this podcast five stars and then write whatever you want. But five stars, please. Keep up with us on social media. Links are in the episode description. Go to opiradio.com and buy something. And make sure to visit our sponsor links so we can keep bringing you more at Opie Radio. Now, at EB Guitar Man, take us out. Westwood One Podcast Network.